0: Drew in
1: another cat. Who was <laughs> like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> but, no kitty. I have my arm in the way, and she tried licking happening. my arm to get me to move it. And I was like, no, no.
0: That's that's one of the. She's, she hasn't given the, up uh, yet. risks when you're a cat owner. Um, oh. So it could be yeah. any It's a number territory of words, in Australia. Gaelic to Aboriginal. Huh.
1: Yeah. Oh, Alaha Well, is... it's the language. Okay. Well, it's then, the it's Aboriginal it's language.
0: It's...
1: Cool. Yeah. Um. But that doesn't tell me how to pronounce I would, the I would, word.
0: Uh, ooh. Uh, you know what you can do? You can go on YouTube and find like Alawa local news, hmm. and it will say something because that happens whenever news happens oh. up in Reading is they will actually say the name of the county or whatever. Is going on? Um, I don't know. Let me see. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia usually has a thing that'll say it. Let me see. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Apparently, it is also pronounced as Galawa, the G. Yeah, but it's also the the cultural language of Tanzania. Mm Hmm. Um, Uh. Well, I think we should plead the white American fifth, or you can anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. So I'd, I'd say maybe just apologize now and wait until
1: we Parative get a tweet was. or something. Well, luckily, it's the character isn't mentioned that often. No, and say a She has two or names, as, so as well I'll as you say can. Irene. Like
0: it's one thing to mess up someone's made up, dumb fantasy yeah. name, but like we can we can try. We can try to say Lala. <laughs> Okay, um, so, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> okay. sorry, the coughing gets worse at night, so I'll probably edit funny or say things a second time. No, I got some kind of cold. Are you asthmatic? And I still have my taste and my sense of smell and all of that stuff. Um, I think it's actually an ear infection because my right ear mm-hmm. is super clogged and funky. Uh, but at night when the air is, I don't think I'm asthmatic anyway, oh. but at night when the air is cold or in the morning when the nighttime bullshit has built up,
1: like I cough really bad. Mm. Yeah, my asthma gets worse then. And part of my weird um, vestibular migraine thing is that my left ear has been somewhat... Plugged yeah. for like um, seven years. I mean, it years. could be, it honestly yeah, could be a odd.
0: byproduct of like all the fires and shit. Because I know, um, for any of you who don't live in California or maybe don't watch the news every fucking summer, um, California catches on fire every summer. Uh, most of the West Coast, actually. And um, like last year it was pretty bad. Not as bad as the campfire year. Like that was hell. Um, but I suppose it could be a developed asthma. I don't know if that's a thing though. <coughs> <clears throat> but I've been good and responsible yeah. and staying inside and I, t- I actually turned a guy down for like a mask up coffee and donut date. well I used I used the cough as an excuse the truth is <laughs> I I'm, I'm not feeling this guy because he keeps doing like he keeps doing things that are mm-hmm. both patronizing and slightly misogynist yeah I'm like, there's only so much you can excuse uh. for someone who's an eldest child. And at first I was like, well, maybe this isn't what I think it is. Because I'd read an article that apparently, this this woman did like a study or some shit. I don't exactly remember. But apparently, if your parents were like emotionally distant as a child, or when you were a child, as an adult, you have troubles recognizing genuine mm-hmm. emotion. But my problem with that is... Especially huh. now, when I'm like actually going out and dating, I'm like that article was written by somebody who got dumped. <laughs> like that was some dude who was like, <laughs> "I'm such a nice guy. She must not recognize because her parents were trash." Like, no, dude, maybe you, maybe you're just shit, right? Ugh, nice guy. Those are the worst TM. guys. Trademark that shit. Um. Anyway, Mm -hmm. as is tradition, Danielle, uh, you go first this week. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Hi, I'm Tasha. (laughs) And you're listening to, or like, and. And I'm Danielle. They. (laughs) Fucked. 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 That works. That one's fun. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this is a podcast where... We read some of the worst, or at least trashiest-looking romance novels we can find on the internet. We do not cover uh, big authors like we will never cover Anne Rice. We will never cover Laurel K. Hamilton or like there's there's just the mainstream authors like everyone's fucking read that. If you really need a review, you can find someone who has done it. Um, but as I was saying, as is tradition. Um, We trade off where we are recording, or we trade off who goes first, which means this this time, Danielle, you get to go first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did it wrong
0: again. Let me guess, you liked it. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: No. Well, that's normal. I started out liking it, but then I got bored. But I picked something that looked good instead of something that looked trashy because I, I didn't all understand the the romance the premise.
0: novels look good from the outside, but you know it's going to be awful. I don't,
1: okay. I don't know. Well, what's it called? Fine. <laughs> it's Where Hearts Meet. Maureen Driscoll? It's the first in a series. Um, <laughs> and I always write so many notes. That's why it takes me so long to read the book. Because I'm writing notes.
0: <laughs> because well, I can't remember anything. About studying usually. and
1: note-taking. Yes. But I also have memory issues. But, but so okay. <laughs> when I you mean, I w- them.
0: <laughs> I would say... Maybe I just have one of those brains that like compresses seven different ideas into one sentence. The overwhelming like all seven of those (laughs) ideas were fucking dumb (laughs) and so so things like a summary of how (laughs) the bay of pigs started was some people were fucking dumb (laughs) you could apply that to to the beginning of any war situation that human beings are involved in some people were fucking dumb
1: Yeah, yeah. So I always have too many notes, and as I'm copying and pasting, oh, I, I I'm going. I rarely really quote much. <laughs>
0: unless it was really funny or it was really dumb.
1: <laughs> That's how it started, because something was funny, and then it became. Well, that was said really well. I'll never remember that. <laughs> She's been auditioning for the part of cat. <laughs> of Halloween Town for like 16 hours she started last oh, no. night and didn't want me to turn the light off she wanted to sit and look into the mirror um, of that is the closet door and meow with the cat in the mirror yeah I don't think she knows what it is or something or there's something going on I don't dementia.
0: know
1: it could be either
0: all right, she so, could look. very well. well yeah,
1: she's slide 17 by years old. Maureen Driscoll. Yes. So, we start off with this guy. Oh, we're in Victorian England because the theme is a time that is not now. So, we're in Victorian England and Jonathan Graves, who I I don't know if he's a geologist or an author or what. It's like he's he lives <laughs> on a estate. <laughs> He has money. I don't understand. <laughs> but he is a single father of five year old twins because his wife died like three years ago. And they're good kids, but real ones. And five. He can't keep a governess. They're very, at times, they're very sound of music qualities. To oh, because this of the saint and single father Just trope? Because of the trope. Mm-hmm. No, the, the nanny coming in and then. Yeah. So he can't keep a governess that can both be decent to the children no, and it, agree to teach his daughter were as well to be as his smart son. enough
0: to run the household in many historical situations. Like that's weird.
1: Yeah. Um well he wants them to be like taught the same or whatever. The last one turned out to be sort of awful. Um the only time she would prove oh, to them was when she was funny, mad actually. and it was out of the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, and so the kids put "quote only a small fish" in one of her I boots, mean, which effectively terminated you and her I both would
0: Do something worse to a nanny who only read to us when when she was pissed off and only read the Bible. Like I would do that to a nanny who hadn't even who wasn't even yeah. usually angry,
1: right? That would just be a game. Well, maybe me now, but me as a child, I would just. Put up with anything and try not to get in trouble. But he's like, <laughs> I'm not sure it was the size of the fish that mattered Kids know so much that. Kids as its appearance. And know the- that they're just being dicks. <laughs> yeah, and they're like we liked the we liked Anna, and he's like, well, I liked her too, but she has a husband and baby now and <laughs> can't be your teacher. Um, and it turns out this is a woman he almost married. <laughs> But it was like sort of a marriage of convenience because he's not over his wife. And then an old friend of hers came back into the country and sort of slipped her off her feet. So
0: like The Great Gatsby, but if the bitch ran off with Gatsby. It's awful. I stand by what I I said in that regards. The Great Gatsby Gatsby is not a great book. It's not. It is like fuckboyery at its highest fucking level. (laughs)
1: oh (laughs) kitty (laughs) (laughs) um anyway and her new husband is like Weird around him, but nice to his kids, so he's like whatever. So he decides that governesses just aren't working out because there's been like three of them now, and so like a marriage of convenience is probably his best option. Um, but then, in the next chapter, we meet a 25 year old college educated orphan. Well, I don't know if she's she college educated, attention. but she's she's a governess. That that's yeah, true, but I later feel, she's putting I feel like together that's like lessons. Also something I you
0: could learn. In Sunday school, anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to like piss in your Cheerios there. Okay,
1: that's okay. <laughs> um. Oh, she's living with slash off of some new friends she made uh, in the same sort of area. She met them when a man in a coach she was in made an advance. She refused. A fight ensued. Rude. And the driver took the man's side and threw her off the coach. Yeah, they happened to be in this very small town and the new friends were standing there and like immediately took her side and were like shouting things at the driver and just went off. And then they were like, hi, (laughs) but they have a house. So and they already had a friend living with them, their sisters. So they were like, we have room. But she's been making like dozens of inquiries and no one's getting back to her because she doesn't have many references because she's pretty and so like all the men of the houses think that's, she's fair game so yeah. she ends up leaving okay, with so no I references get that's
0: like a popular trope and shit but I, yeah that seems like lazy writing to me
1: okay, well in this story we find out there's more to it later yeah but it's like at the end I was like how much more <laughs> could they write in this why, why aren't we at the end and then they threw in a whole other
0: thing, and it was like, "Oh, okay, well, that was unnecessary
1: <laughs> yeah. It was cool, but it was unnecessary <laughs> anyway, so she doesn't she's not part of like an agency anymore, and so it's just her and her letters and he couldn't stop it. Oh my God. <laughs> Breakfast at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's
0: pretty funny. <laughs> when I've gone to lie. bed at
1: 4. <laughs> it's a little bit funny. Oh, no, she has the zoomies. Um, so she has inquiries out everywhere, and the girls are like, don't leave us, we like having you here. Don't go off to far-flung corners of the country. And I'm like, What's their girls, country- your what country, country is so in? small. <laughs> England I'm like I know y'all don't have cars or proper roads yet but when you do it'll take eight hours to drive from the top to the bottom
0: (laughs) to be fair eight hours is a long time trains and planes weren't really that fast at the time I guess but like it takes eight hours to drive across Oregon I don't do inside of the state of California so I feel like it would be like driving from one end of California to the other, which sounds awful. That's like a long time.
1: Yeah, so there's a, <laughs> there's one store in the whole town and she has to be nice to the gossipy lady who runs the post office in it because she owns the store and she wants her mail. So uh, she's just so nice she's enough like to get the her sassy, mail, romantic but she's so sassy intro. at her. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the store to see if she has mail, like replies to inquiries. She does not, but she comes out of the store and like rescues a small boy who, not small, I guess, like, he's a like little, twelve little. But he's rag being like by somebody. Sort of. That's what we thought, and um, so it turns out he'd been hired to sweep something. But he was cold, so he was hanging out by the fire for a minute, and then the guy thought he was just sort of shirking his responsibility. It was a mess. So and it turns out he needed the job because his older sister, who takes care of him, is has a fever. I don't know. And so she's like, "Where is she?" And so they like apparently they were just traveling through town trying to find somewhere to land, and wound up in a so pub. Wait, the, and so wait, the takes them back. What's to the, the dude's the house. name
0: again? The the guy, the dad. And what's her what's name? He? Okay, so Jonathan, Jonathan sees these two street urchins Arabella? at a pub and decides to take them home. The little boy decides to take her home. No, no, this is all
1: Arabella. Okay,
0: but what wait, what No, it's we're saying chapter. that they were at a pub and he takes them home. She takes the kids home. She does. That's what I mean, like the 12-year-old and his sister. No, new characters. Okay, that that was Okay, I wasn't
1: sure what was yes. going on. It's basically a way to boot okay. her out of the house because now there's no room. I mean, eventually. Because then, oh, because there's an ad in the paper for a wife in a nearby town. And the other woman don't think it's safe. In but the whole town? there's only one horse.
0: <laughs> oh, at the house that Arabella lives at?
1: No, okay. at their house. Yes. She's like, I have self-defense skills, I'm... I'm good. And there there's been no work available nearby forever. Or or anywhere. So they've been trying to keep this girl's fever down for, I don't know, hours. And then her best Arabella's best friend Emma steps outside for a minute and this is how they introduce okay. a guy that's interested in her. Okay. Emma, the best friend. We meet a lot of people. I mean probably not, not but then even important to the story. Yeah, I so think he's in the next book. The landlord, the landlord has a Christopher. for Emma.
0: He's not important. He's just there so that we know it's a series.
1: Yeah, um, but he heard about what happened and he's there with like the a willow bark that tonic for at that the time? new person. I, I don't think so. It, I'm At like, least what is the Renaissance. This? This the Bronze Age? And she's like, "How did you know she was sick or here?" And he's like, do you say run. he was like, on his horse? He never high got horse. off of his horse." <laughs> I thought of when we had this neighbor who there was a teenage girl next door, and this guy in a truck would come and sit in his running truck, and she would come out and talk to him through the window. Uh, and I was like, uh, "Really, you you're know... going to let him treat you like that?" <laughs> oh, gross.
0: Like, in the the suburbs, isn't uncommon because it could be cold, but also her daddy might not like you, so you might need to drive off really fucking quick. So, the landlord is on his high horse.
1: (laughs) She's like, Well, thanks, I guess, because she (laughs) they've known each other since like childhood, and (laughs) he like sort of likes her, and she's like, Oh, why? Ugh, okay and she right. likes him back but she's like not gonna tell him so that so that book is gonna be dead last I, in this I series basically
0: as they're around each other for fucking years
1: probably so now we go back to jonathan his late wife's best friend lady cora who is fancy and lives in london comes out to their house with, with the newspaper ad like are you kidding me because it's very public and like he's like, You can't handle the children, why not send them to live with one of your brothers? Or they have boarding and like, more staff anything. than you do and Yeah. And he moves not to get mad mm-hmm. because he likes having them there and he's like, No, thank you. And the kids come um come up and they kinda live out in the country and the house isn't that like it's not as big as other estates and he's happy like, there, it's like a farm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And the kids come in, needing help wrangling their goat. And They're he's not like, your kids, delighted lady, to help. Back she's off. like, what is happening? What? Yeah. Well, it she's turns out she doesn't band. even like the kids. Yeah. So now we head back to Arabella. Um, So she rides over to... Jonathan's house for this interview. It's just a set day where anyone can go and interview. And he's got someone like pre-screening people. At the door it. because everyone it out shows it up from across the country, ad. right? And it's like after the the season in London. So like, if girls didn't get a proposal, their moms have like drugged them down to this. And a lot of them are getting turned away because they're not. I don't know. They're not there for the right reasons, or they're not the right kind of person. Um, Anyway, there's, like, no parking. So Arabella ties the horse up, like, half a mile away and is brushing him a little before she, like, abandons him for the afternoon when the two kids happen upon her because they're always out playing. And they're arguing (laughs) because (laughs) Philip, and I thought of Rugrats a little bit, because he's like, I've never seen a girl brush a horse. And he says... Girls can't do everything boys can do, like That's drive a coach, because well, coachmen swear, that. and ladies don't know how. Yeah, so she tells them the politest curse words she knows. <laughs> She's like, "Damn So the kids already he's like her, because she word. <laughs> taught them bad words. Yeah, and it turns out Jonathan was sort of following after them at like a, a distance, <laughs> so he's listening, because they don't know he's there talking to them instead of down to them which he enjoys and likes the way she interacts with them even if the subject matter is unusual but so he like comes out from behind a tree or wherever he's been hiding i don't know and um and then he sees her and he's like holy crap she's pretty <laughs> um he interviews her a little bit and she tells him about the references and he's like all mad oh she's minute, just here to be but, like, a nanny it on the god inside. it's what i wanted it all Oh No, like on her behalf. Either way, I imagine it's like <laughs> oh,
0: I didn't want a nanny. Yeah. This he's
1: really trying to convince him, him that shoes. he wants a governess not a wife. <laughs> but he's attracted to her. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the first time this has happened since his wife died. Um, and since since he's still partly in love with his wife his intentions wouldn't be honorable so he doesn't hire her um but like she was cheeky and believes a woman's education is important and set clear boundaries right there in the interview and so he's like very impressed um the next day after not finding a wife because who saw that coming the kids are like did, did you ever watch um,
0: gold number <laughs> so there is a point where um no. Austin Powers' father comes and they're like breaking out of the bad guy's place and this minion comes up and, and the dad's like oh, what are you doing you don't even have a name tag or a proper uniform just just lie down what I imagined with all the nannies like <laughs> you don't even have name <laughs>
1: tags go lie <lay> down <laughs> okay so they're like we liked her She didn't tell us to stop asking questions, and she wasn't cross with us, and she thinks a lady can do anything a gentleman can do, and the boy goes, she was teaching us to curse. (laughs) In his head, he's like, having her here every day would be difficult, and his steward had found no lady who would be a likely candidate. It was a most complicated and annoying situation to be in, and somehow he felt Miss Warren would laugh if she knew, because she had been trying to convince him that he needed a governess and not a wife. So... He and his kids go to where she lives. Because I guess back then you just show up. Yeah. So you can text and be like, hey, you busy? And so um, Lily, the new roommate, her younger brother, Toby, um, is entertaining the kids (laughs) because they're like, hi. (laughs) And well, one of the women is getting Arabella from the garden. The other women sit down with him, with Jonathan, and like interrogate him. (laughs) <laughs> what are your intentions? And Arabella walks in behind him while he's promising that she'll be safe in his home. Um, Emma says sister Grace... <laughs> let's see. Oh, that's not important.
0: I'm telling you, like, a lot of these books have <laughs> so much that happens that doesn't fucking matter.
1: Yeah. So Arabella agrees to go, and Emma offers to help her pack while everyone eats lunch or something. And... Um, Arabella's like, that's weird. I only own like five things. And they get in the room and Emma shuts the door and is like, are you okay with this? And she's like, oh, okay. There's this questioning. And when they're about to leave, she quietly asks Jonathan for an advance on her salary so that she can give it to her friends because they don't have a whole lot. Instead of doing that, he tells Emma and her sister Grace that he would like to pay them a finder's fee for recommending Arabella. Yeah, and then he gives them five pounds, which is apparently so usually she's in like debt, half basically. of Arabella's annual salary. Oh. No, because it's a finder's fee, not from her salary. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're like, uh, that's too much. And he's like, no, no. But when, then when she asks, he teases her and he's like, you and I have not discussed Whoa. salary. For That'd all I know, you have like agreed that. to work solely for ruined board. <laughs> and then he has a hard time not laughing. And she comes back with, "Okay, that's enough." And, <laughs> but they um, they banter back and forth a lot, and it's funny. So for like a week, Jonathan avoids avoids Arabella a lot, and she like tries to confront him about and it. And she's a governess; she shouldn't be
0: wondering where the whatever. hell he is anyway. Like so far, so far as I've been told, <laughs> like she doesn't think much of him at all, except that he's her boss. What? Why? No, bitch. Why does it matter where your boss is? Mm-hmm. Your kids are right there. You're like a nanny who happens to teach as well. Like, huh. Okay.
1: But like, instead of having the kids eat with her upstairs, mm-hmm. he has her come eat with them at the table. It's like more family oriented than she's used to. So she, and then he like sort of clams up and you were just I don't know, so, so pretty like, okay, did I do something? <laughs> oh the kids like to go hiking on the land that they're on so they convince Jonathan to take them and um, Arabella goes with them he's like are you sure and she's like yeah and then she comes out of the house and she's like she's got like an outside dress and boots and he's like oh okay like a real person right he wants to no like all- do all kinds people, of things like so she's like prepared and shit Yeah, let's see. Oh, so the kids like to collect rocks. Yeah, okay. And they just start handing them to her. Can you carry this for me? And put some in her pockets. And he's already got some in his pockets. No, and he's breaking, like, I can carry those. she's Victoria like, Mary I have pockets.
0: pockets. You know how much fabric was in those fucking dresses? You could
1: have <laughs> so many pockets. Like, dude. Right? But I think she like, they're, didn't they're want rocks. them to get heavy, rocks, and bro. she was like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like they're climbing to a summit that they like, but there's like a boulder with like a, a crevice in it they have to climb over, and I don't quite understand. They didn't do a great job of describing it. There's like a path I kind of understand, it, but like, it's like between the two of us, I, I am know.
0: the more outdoorsy one. Um. <laughs> uh, yes, you you are an indoorsman.
1: <laughs> um. I'm an indoorsman.
0: But growing up, we had, like, a big old <laughs> rock pile in the backyard, and it was just giant granite boulders. Yeah, they're, like, giant granite boulders. Um, oh, okay. And some of them are, like, this size of a house. And sometimes those rocks, like, break apart, or they broke apart, like, thousands of years ago or millions of years ago, whenever they, like, were formed or mm-hmm. fell or whatever. So, I like, I, I get what
1: they're trying to say. Yeah, um, and the kids aren't allowed to go through without an adult because they have to be, like, lifted through part of it. And I don't know. Um they get to the top, and it's, like, windy, but the sun is out, and is standing there, like, admiring the view of, like, all the land or whatever. She's like, this is beautiful. cheese And she's like, looking at her like, we love yeah. It.
0: <laughs> love that Velveeta.
1: <laughs> and then one of the kids tells Arabella that Jonathan is writing a book about Stonehenge, and he's like, "I know a guy that works there because they're like unearthing it, or I don't know, not unearthing it, but like working on it." And he's like, "He's like, we'll go sometime." And she's like, "Oh, rocks, <laughs> okay." And so she's like asking questions, and he doesn't want to like bore her, but she wants actually wants to hear about it, and so he's telling her the theories of how why Stonehenge came to be, and like the first one is ancient burial ground, and then the next one is like a place of pagan worship. And then the third one is constructed by know, creatures from the moon that and Victorian beyond. Britons she likes were the like, religious best.
0: and shit. But I feel like they knew without a doubt that it was pagans and not ancient aliens. Okay.
2: Yeah. But she says
1: she likes the last one best just to tease him. So they just they're just teasing back and forth until an eyelash blows in that's her eye, really and he helps her with it. And it's like that's
0: it's definitely that like love actually romance kind of scene.
1: <laughs> so he he gets the eyelash with his handkerchief, and then they just sort of stare at each other until a child interrupts them because. Naturally. She says that she has to make a wish and blow it away, so she does. And
0: Inappropriate she goes, That was brilliant. Here, two more rocks. Like she may as well have flashed him an ankle or some shit. What's the daughter's name? <laughs> so it literally is Phil and Lil. Louisa.
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But she's like cleverer than him. So anytime they get questioned about behavior, he goes, Jonathan goes to Philip first because he cracks easier and he immediately looks to her He's like, what do I say? (laughs) He's like, don't look at her. Look at me. (laughs) Um, So they're hiking back and they come to the boulder crevice again and he lifts the kids down because it's steep. And then it's Arabella's turn. And so he's just kind of spotting her as she climbs down. Yeah, so she's in the middle of climbing down and Louisa shouts that she's found another rock. And she reflexively looks a rock. up at you don't her need to look up and loses her footing and starts to fall. She just reacted to the sound of her voice. Um, Jonathan scrambles up to catch her and ends up turning and then they're wedged between the two boulders, smushed together like from chest eyebrow. to ankle. Like you that can't see me, but that I have an eyebrow his arm off Because
0: it got wedged between two rocks?
1: Yes, so but not, not so as much self mutilation as romance cheese. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're able to no amputation required. It's not like they're wedged wedged. Okay. No. So they climb out, and he's like, "Love, uh, please don't startle people while they're climbing." And then Philip wants to know my, why Miss Warren is breathing so hard. And she says, Wait, am I? Sure, I must not be used to climbing. Thanks, Philip. Later, Arabella goes looking in the library for a book for a lesson later. She wants to do a thing about rocks, now that she knows they like rocks so much. And runs into Lady Cora, who she I mean, never met that before. Uh, she, like, she's polite, but the, Cora is the not. Baroness kind of thing. She's cheeky back, and Cora's like, I've never been spoken to in such a manner by a scullery man. The help. And she'll How have her forward, and I was like, okay, You're just Karen. just the help. And then Jonathan walks in and introduces them, and defends Arabella from Cora's friendly barbs, and then helps her find the book she was looking for, and, and then she's like, I have to go. And then Cora questions him about Arabella, accusing her of working there and getting close to the children to, to get closer to him, I'm gonna be to trap him you. in a compromising position.
0: Uh, if she did that, I would not mind it.
1: <laughs> right? And he's like, "Yeah, I don't think that's why she's here. <laughs> it's not her personality." <laughs> uh, but he agrees to like have someone have um, like his lawyer mm-hmm. or somebody in London. Like, look into her non-references. But meanwhile, from Cora's inner monologue before Ara- Arabella came in, we learn that she's trying to get Jonathan to fall in love with her and, like, move to London with her, and then she'll God, send the children how sound away of music! Because she doesn't care for children.
0: Which we finally got my it's dad all to watch very sound, sound of music, music for the first time this Christmas. And he really liked it! He didn't know it was oh about God, punching really? Nazis and fighting fascists he loved it he just loved it right yeah it was a really good movie <laughs> this bitch cora is full-on the baroness
1: yeah that this Captain has no interest in the baroness right, at all like and do. is oblivious to her increasing flirtations <laughs> yeah. um apparently cora spent her youth waiting for an earl and then by the time she deigned to marry someone without a title, well, she was entering I, spinsterhood, I guess. and no one was doesn't offering. Doesn't she
0: have money, though? Like, there would literally be someone. I believe so. Alright, how old is she, 35? The awful spinster yeah. at 30.
1: Right? Oh, and I forgot to mention that she doesn't understand why it's taking him so long to get all. her best friend Caroline.
0: So this bitch is moving on on her dead uh, best friend's man. She also hates her best friend's children.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't be. think it's anything personal. I think she just hates children. <laughs> she was also raised in a very fancy household where she never saw her parents except for the half an hour a day she was presented to them. So she doesn't know understand this yet, whole family damn, house She needs thing. therapy. <laughs> like yes. so much so she's got this weird <laughs> detachment disorder going on because she has no parents <laughs> <laughs> because you don't keep in touch with nannies maybe. after you've I left guess.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. maybe I don't know after they've got on to new children um Oh, and so she's noticed the attraction between Arabella and Jonathan and thinks Arabella means to trap Jonathan in a marriage. And how dare she when Cora's been been waiting for her time while he mopes around. (laughs) No, it turns out he was. And then Arabella came on the scene and he's been much happier. Some people
0: hoard. Some people fuck Mm. the nanny, I guess. (laughs)
1: <laughs> potato potato okay <laughs>
0: I love that one That's that my brother says <laughs> Cora so is? do
1: stick around town until the investigator is okay. done yeah or she thinks she is um <laughs> I have a quote here his children were learning a great deal and he had never seen them so well behaved with the governess not even one you fish should have been up with anywhere near Miss Warren's footwear. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so he ends up like angsting on and off throughout mm-hmm. a lot of the book because he feels guilty for right. liking someone new.
0: I feel like this author is, a, is, a is both a fan um, of Jane Ear and Sound of Music. Like that's what this book reads to me.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's Arabella's day off, and the children don't understand, or don't care, or both. And wind up, she was gonna go to the into town and, like, just see stuff, just look around. And it turns out she was right. doing that to just not be around Jonathan all day, because she likes him too. And... Um, so the children wind up inviting themselves and their father along on her trip into town. And while they're getting ready to go, he apologizes and says next time he'll be quicker on his feet. Or, like, come we up with something the for them to, to do while off. she's gone, or... Yeah, and, uh, so she can have her day in peace. And while he's talking, she watches his mouth, and then he has to repeat part so of distracted. what he said because she lost track of what he was saying gasp and she he touches her elbow and she blushes. i know and they're interrupted or like brought out of it when uh, this mr winters the butler drops town. a fork they like okay. spring apart yeah um so he drives them all into town and is like why don't you go hang out by yourself while we find a place to park and get I'm treats? Give you an out because like, i know
0: this you. is your boss and it would be weird <laughs>
1: Um, So she's looking around and window shopping when, like, a small ball bounces off her skirt, and she hears. So, how did we agree to pronounce that name? Yeah, she hears Irene Alawa. That's no way to say hello to someone. And she turns to return the ball, and a a woman has picked up like a one and a half year old girl. um, It says with black hair, dark eyes, tan skin, and quote, there was an exotic look to her, which Arabella could not quite place. So we No, it turns out they're American Indian. So we have
0: either way we have a token indigenous baby person just to have it in the middle of fucking England. I don't like that. Okay. Is is the yeah. mother supposed to be yeah. native as well or are they just like adopted a a poor baby? Yeah. That the mother is half in and then the London? baby is a quarter. In England? I'm not saying it's impossible, but it sounds a little weird. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm hmm. Um, but Arabella's a nice person. And she's like talking about her, about babies, and um, And then two mm. Karens walk up and look at Anna and new girl and like pointedly turn away. And Arabella is like, her mouth is gaping open. She's like, Are you serious right now? I feel and, like that scene was um, Anna shrugs Anna it off and is like, That's like fine.
0: Like, A minority to show that Arabella isn't an awful racist like that that could have been what 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 might have actually been more historically accurate would have been having an Indian woman from India instead of this I don't I don't like Mm -hmm. that there's what okay it doesn't make any sense anyway
1: yeah but Arabella runs after the woman and is like, "Excuse me, ladies, you lost something back there. What? Your manners." I, mean, I like the huffy and bikes. But they that, get on their huffy bikes and that ride away. Scene felt like
0: that. Scene felt weird. <laughs> like why? I I could understand it more if they were like in mm-hmm. New York or in St. Louis or something. But it it I'm gonna yeah. guess that this author is American, and trying to like think of the Probably. most uncommon. Minority they could think of in Victorian England. Anyway, these two broads drive off after being hmm. told that they were racist.
1: Yeah, and she thinks, maybe I should behave better. <laughs> Thank goodness uh, Jonathan and the children were not here to see it. And she turns around, and Anna's standing there grinning at her, and Jonathan and the children oh, are standing childhood. there with her. She and it turns out this is the woman he almost married. No. No. Um, sorry, the oh, childhood crush okay. part. Oh was this is her that bitch. Husband. Okay.
0: So she told off his childhood crush yes. for being racist.
1: No. So the woman oh, she defended, the okay. woman Jonathan almost married. Uh but then like her oh, childhood friend came back yes. into town and married her okay. instead. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's hmm. I mean, seeming it, to be it, like, yeah, she's a yes. good person. Just like whatever. that
0: gif of that dude who's like, fine, I guess. This book is strange. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And there, there's, there's too many is. people There's things going too on. There's too many fucking things going on in every romance novel. Mm-hmm.
1: And then her husband comes along and they're talking and then the baby starts crying and they're like, what's wrong with you? And then he remembers him and his wife doing that with the twins and like, like, like and triggers sad like a and depressive whatever. Grief. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like if you're grieving someone and you were fine and then a song right. came on that okay. reminded you I of them it. and then you were not fine. <laughs> Um and like he just got very quiet and sort of withdrawn and mm-hmm. Arabella is just observant okay. and just keeps the kids occupied. Um so they go home and the kids go down for a nap and she finds a book to read mm-hmm. and she sees Jonathan walking in the yard. Um and he still looks kinda sad. Like she and do. she's trying to read and then that bitch Cora comes in. Yeah. And asks Mr. Winters to bring them tea, even though it's not her house. (laughs) Bad timing, girl. But Jonathan was going to visit his wife's grave. Yeah. Which is, like, simple, and he doesn't put flowers on it because she didn't like to disturb nature and whatever. And Arabella and Cora sort of chat, and... Cora asks where he went, and she was like, I don't know, that way. So she's like, oh, we went over to whatever. And uh, Arabella says she wishes there was something she could do to help. And Cora's like, you know, (sighs) her grave is pretty plain. You could put some flowers on there. I really don't think that Cora was her friend. I think she lied
0: about them being friends. Like, that that seems more accurate, that she lied about them being friends. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then, Harabel is trying to think of something to say. She was like, "I was just rereading my favorite book. Which is your favorite?" And she's like, "I cannot say. I do not like, read novels." I was she's to be like, "Nice here. Oh, that's
2: that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, why would you want to? They, they, I can't be friends with this you bitch. Like you're the Help. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Jonathan comes in, and he's mm-hmm. not back to normal, but um, he's a little better. And thanks her for helping with the kids earlier when he wasn't quite himself and smiles at her. And, uh, she excuses herself to let them catch up because she doesn't want to be with Cora anymore. She's like, She's like the yeah, kids are probably awake. like, cray. you know, it's still your day off. I can't with this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she said that she enjoys spending time with them. But on her next day off, she'll probably take a suggestion and sneak off before dawn. <laughs> So Arabelle is trying to think of a time to put flowers on the late wife's right. grave, but she doesn't know when Jonathan will go out there. But then she's talking to Mr. Winters and finds out that the next day is like the anniversary <sighs> okay. of her death. She's like, oh, okay. Um, so the next day, Jonathan's feeling kind of guilty because the year before, for like the week leading up to the day, that's all he could think about. And then okay. this year, he didn't remember until mid-morning. Um, but he goes out to the grave and then just like he flowers and stuff out, on it, and he's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asking Mister Winters if he knows who did this, and the kids and Arabella were coming down the stairs, and she was like, "That was me." And so he has to see her <laughs> in his study, and she's we had like, a job for a "Well, that was days. fun." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like. Here's why I don't do that. And she's like, oh, but doesn't she thinks that Cora might be in the running for like marriage, why? She's and so awful. she doesn't want to rat her out. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I I have no idea. Um, but she says that she knew placing flowers mm. was like the custom, and just wanted to show respect. Um, and she like unthinkingly puts her hand on his arm, and he freezes, sure. and then. Like, totally kisses her. Right. Yeah, no, that is kind of weird. Just a weird time. Mm-hmm. But it goes on for, like, a minute. And then she's like, this may not be about me. And
0: like, you're <laughs> like, grieving at a train wreck back. and a half
1: that I uh, can't handle right now. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> um and then he's like super apologetic because like, that's what's happened how to her in the my past. Job. <laughs> so he was like, and I promised you'd be safe here. And she's like, did you happen to notice that I kissed you back? Like, you're, you're fine. Also, the more you apologize, the more this fears into an insult. <laughs> um, and then they almost kiss again, and then that bitch Cora barges into the office. <laughs> but they jump apart so spectacularly. And. Look so nervous that she's like, what's going on here? In his house. (laughs) They're like, nothing. Nothing? Yeah. But if face palming was a thing, Arabella would have done it. Right. She says, we were just discussing my employment as a governess. Like, no, you nosy bitch. Fuck off. And she's like, oh, did something happen? Well, because she knows Mm. that she probably would have put flowers down today. She seems like a bitch. So she's there to, like, swoop in. Yes. In my notes, she's that bitch, that bitch Cora, which, like, it's all every, capitalized.
0: Every, every book we've ever done, there's always
1: been a that bitch. <laughs> but, um, Arabella notices she's, like, she's observant and is able to keep her emotions under control most of the time, and she realizes that Cora mm. is interested in Jonathan and sees Arabella as a threat. Right. And on one hand, she's flattered, <laughs> um, but on mm-hmm. the other, her trick had like really hurt Jonathan, and decides not yeah, to she let. She seems
0: like that bitch. It, it, hurt it really does not anymore. seem like she was friends with that other girl. She just seems like mean and petty, like the the Sackville Baggins trying to make but... off with all of Bilbo's
1: shit. Like, bitch, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Uh, Core suggests that Arabella take Core's carriage to stay two days at that cottage you share with right. all those women, um, because she didn't get her day off. I'm like, one, uh, rude. Maybe, two, was are you supposed to know about that? On
0: his wife? I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, how does she know about plot where diverse. Arabella
1: lives? Hmm. What the hell is she planning? That she needs two days alone with them. She offered to take care of that's the children. A, while Arabella lying. is gone, which is just, cook just those worrying. Kids into,
0: like a tidy stew.
1: Well, I'd be more concerned for her. I think she would try to cook them into stew, <laughs> probably, and they would put her in the oven. That's not unlikely to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. As Arabella leaves, she has to reassure the kids that she's coming back and likes being their governess and is only going for a visit. It's, and it's like showing hugs them the six trope times what a good is, mother she oh, is. Oh my
0: god. What a good mother she could be. Cause women aren't whole unless they are capable yes. of taking care of children, as per every romance novel trope ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I also thought of the fact But not only did their mother die, every governess they've had has has left them. No, you don't know. That's true. Yeah, like they were assholes. I forgot that part.
0: You don't know. You don't get to be all like, (laughs) "We like this one. Let's not ruin her fucking life." No. (laughs) Oh my god! We are sound of music. Jesus. (laughs) Except she didn't look away from the content in this one. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I mean she does live in a house with a whole bunch of women. <laughs> so apparently, some she's she fills in her friends on her time away, and um, I thought part of this was funny. One of them has been like, cooking, and she says, I need to get better at sauces. Sometimes I become more concerned with the color than the taste. And someone else says, that is what we get for having a painter who cooks. But they're always beautiful to look at. Um, And they go to start dinner, leaving Arabella with Emma again, Mm -hmm. who goes, would you like to go for a stroll in the garden? And at this point, I was reading to the cat, who was curled up on my head, purring. And I sort of say, so I'm kind of oh, jealous that you actually like questions. enjoy the book. Again.
0: Like, I, 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 <laughs> I, try. Like, I actually do like romance novels, but so many of these books are just like awful. That, like, I'm I'm actually jealous that you're enjoying mm-hmm. your books. I mean, I, I think you're are actually you doing, doing it wrong? the way it's supposed to be. And I'm the one who's just calling everything trash and disliking it. Some of them were just written so badly. And also, (laughs) I think you have a higher tolerance for shitty fanfiction than I do.
1: (laughs) Oh, I sure do. Okay, so. Um... Emma gets it out of her that they kissed and she could very well fall for him, but she's afraid I mean, he doesn't have the capacity for that girl, right now. it's the Victorian era
0: and you have to worry about being old. Just take it. Take it.
1: Right? <laughs> I, it yeah, has, this book has yeah, very uh, okay, modern so ideas. One of my
0: uh, favorite costumers on Instagram made mm-hmm. an interesting post about being historically accurate. And her comment was, if you didn't have five kids who died from the measles, you're not going to be historically accurate. And so, like, yeah, (laughs) I I recognize that modern ideas are just going to be, like, in something regardless. But, like, it is kind of annoying. I will admit that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Emma, who mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of one of my best friends in a good way, is really smart and, like, is able to pick apart right. the situation from an objective point of view.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Arabella's concerned about Cora, and Emma asks, then why hasn't he married okay. her already? She's like, I think he likes you. Um, you had no references, and then he... <laughs> changed his mind and chased you down with his children in tow and then he gave me that ridiculous Mm -hmm. fee then he couldn't keep his eyes off you for most of the time he was here um i could only imagine what it's like for him to see you every day in his home um and she says he did not put me in the family wing where the other governesses stayed but a floor above next to the nursery and emma says even better he doesn't doesn't trust himself to me
0: like, that um, doesn't make logic to me. Like, the governess is supposed mm-hmm. to be by the nursery anyway? Or with the help? Okay.
1: Yeah. But, like, the kids have to go up a set of stairs to get to her. No. So she's, no. like, away? She's the help. It, she's supposed to be staying
0: sense. near the children or with the help.
1: Okay. Anyway.
2: hmm
1: She's like, you seem very mm-hmm. confident. I think you're reading too many romantical novels.
0: And she's like, it that's is. not
1: possible. Doing this podcast, it is. <laughs> um, Arabella says it would be safer for her heart if she stayed think at the cottage and didn't go back. And Emma's like, think of the children. <laughs> that bitch core would make a horrible mother. And she's like, yes, that's true. <laughs> um, she's like, but I can't marry a man who doesn't have the capacity to love me. Emma believes that he does, but also says you'll never find out if you don't go back. They they only
0: kissed. The fuck? This, this, what? I know. Nobody said anything about marriage. They literally just kissed. I mean, I. Mm -hmm. Well, that's guess.
1: (laughs) So back at the ranch, right? That bitch, Cora, is not having a great time. Because now we've entered into the parent trap. Cora is just super confused and doesn't understand why Jonathan won't comply with social norms, like he carries his own children to bed when they fall asleep places instead of having servants do it. And then after dinner he would only talk about the children and then when he was done talking about them, so then he brought nerd. up his stone tenth. He's book. a nerd. <laughs> huh? Well she yeah, she, it. she did not appreciate that. Yeah. Um okay. and then he hadn't even tried to kiss her. <laughs> apparently. It says after they went to their room, she considered going to his room uh, um to ask him to accompany her to the kitchen, but she was afraid Midnight that he snack. would accompany yeah, her to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Is cuz he he's clueless, clueless, or does he, he just doesn't. not like her? Oh, there you go. Okay. Both. Mhm. Um but also, she's, like, looking around the house going, I don't like it here. Like, if she married him, she would, like, make him buy a London house and, like, in the right part of town with a ballroom so she could be a Bitt, hostess. Go marry and some like, old ginger who's only, wife number five.
0: There's nothing wrong with, well, I mean, unless yeah. you murdered be wife number five, one through four. There's nothing wrong with being wife number five. <laughs> by what by wife number five he's not (laughs) looking for kids like he just wants something pretty okay how old is everyone
1: yeah i'm not sure i know i forgot everyone's name i know arabella is is 25 asshole
0: jonathan oh i don't like it um i'm not sure i don't
1: like it not that much yeah, over guess. Like early 30s maybe i guess okay so i'm not sure got it so cora is like trying to manipulate him and the situation and like trap him in a compromising situation yeah, so that she can force him to marry her yeah the problem that in the Victorian era the woman would have
0: been the slut and he would have been fine
1: like that, that that's not right Except that he's really bitch. nice, which she plans that's to not, use to her advantage. That's not cool at all. I know. It's, it's <sighs> okay. awful. No. Um, so it's it's morning and she's laying in bed earlier than she would like with all this running through her head. And she decides to get up and she opens the door for dressing chamber, Jammer put in her only to meet a goat. Okay, I kind of like that. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> Sally the goat is standing there eating one of her best slippers uh, later Louisa will later Louisa will ask Lady Cora sure can scream this loudly, is, can't scream loudly can't she is Papa? Very, and Jonathan will struggle not to laugh
0: Very um very Sound of Music Hallmark Channel like you can tell he doesn't give a shit that his children are fucking yeah. monsters
1: yeah and it's I thought, of poor Sally, the yeah. goat. That's a lot of noise. Yeah. But then it it says when when Jonathan ran up the stairs to see who was murdering Cora, um, she was screaming and chasing Sally around, like, in a rage, trying to get the slipper back. But Sally seemed to think it was a game, like, prancing around and darting this way and that and under things and <laughs> still eating the damn slippers. <laughs> she, so I'm she glad she wasn't traumatized. Was okay. Because I like goats can go yeah, to that hell was my the first thought we need to make sure the goat is okay yeah <laughs> i i enjoy farms
0: <laughs> i would i would actually be more concerned about the goat in that scenario too like i don't need this bitch i don't even like hurting my goat yeah what the hell just invited yourself here anyway <laughs>
1: And he's a little bit impressed because they managed to sneak that is, the that goat is pretty up cool. the stairs with no one I mean, Unless it. the servants just
0: didn't give a shit, and we're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. chase that bitch out!"
2: <laughs> right? They the butler, turned you know, one the butler like literally <laughs> no, just picked care.
0: the goat up and carried it for them. It's like I fucking hate that bitch.
1: Yeah, Mister and Mrs. Winters yeah, see them like yeah, grandchildren, they, they so they're just like, "Yeah, whatever." Get that goat up there. And they're like, we only put Sally in there this morning. It wasn't like yeah, it was the whole definitely,
0: night. Absolutely. <laughs> the fucking butler helped them. There's no there's no question. The cable boy helped. Everyone made sure the coast
1: was clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I mean. Oh. <laughs> and my first thought was like those those shirts to say. <laughs> in was my defense, I just like the supervised. Mission
0: Impossible theme song. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> but, like, as a Victorian gentleman,
2: <laughs>
1: okay. And they're he's like, okay, but why? Because she doesn't like Miss Warren. Because she hates our fucking nanny, and we don't like her. So that's a that's an acceptable answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their punishment is to help Mr. and Mrs. Winters punishment. for two weeks around the house and in the kitchen. I know. Which is going to probably involve Here, go helping make it like, biscuits little like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. than um, but he displays like very modern discipline, where like he ends the thing with asking them, like next time you're having an emotion. you can come to me and we'll talk about it instead of involving Sally
0: like I'm not saying it's wrong but it's it's kind of like historically
1: accurate (laughs) okay the
0: more historically accurate uh, non-violent punishment for that would have been praying (laughs) go pray (laughs) I don't know some Hail Marys and uh, I don't know well yeah but you know we're already historically inaccurate in this situation (laughs)
1: Um, so the kids are evil and ask if they can all go for a walk.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's
0: no way that yeah.
1: dad doesn't know that's
0: um, to in their boulder. He has to know.
1: Yeah. Well, well that's boring. They're not going to climb the boulder. They're okay. just going to go to it and back. Yeah, but that Cora okay. is in like a fancy French gown and ridiculous shoes, so she's having a hard time. And Louisa with a Suspicious smile even asked Lady Cora to carry a rock for her my rock, after she bitch? made a big deal about it being in the dirt. Well, that's... Duh! She nearly freaked out because rocks are dirty. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Philip was like, that's, that's, that's where that's they come dirt from. Is. The dirt. Well, part of dirt. <laughs> but like... I... I guess. Yeah. Um, but she's having a hard time in her stupid shoes. And ends up on the way back uh, holding Jonathan's arm. And I don't know if she made the whole thing up just so she could hold on to his arm or what, but um, they're like Mm -hmm. halfway back when they see Arabella walking towards them. um, Right. In her sensible walking dress and boots. (laughs) And it says, he's never seen anything so beautiful. Um, Cora gets catty and possessive, which finally clues Jonathan into the fact that she's interested in him. Um, And then at dinner, the women nearly end up in a very polite fight about whether love is relevant when it comes to marriage, and that bitch Cora brings class into it again. Um, Jonathan asks Mister. Winters to bring out all the courses at like, once so everyone be can be here right
0: now. Can you, like,
1: <laughs>
0: dude? Can you fix this? I mean, I can try. Yeah, sure. He's like, I carry yeah, milk. Man, this I, morning. I feel great. <laughs> Got my steps in, <laughs>
1: right? It's been a great day, okay. <laughs> um, and then that night there's a of horrible course. storm, and a clap of thunder wakes everyone in the house. Um, Arabella gets up to check on the kids, but only right. gets so far as opening her door, and then they like fling themselves at her. And roses and so the two of them get in wings. her bed with her, <laughs> <laughs> okay, pretty much. The three of them are discussing whether Arabella could make up a good story. When Jonathan pipes up from the doorway with his opinion. The gas. <laughs> He's in his robe Scandal- with bare Actually, feet. Okay. side note. I'm going to interrupt this. So,
0: my mom, back when the world was normal, mm-hmm. we would get, uh, like, visiting Buddhist teachers who would <laughs> come through, and mom would, like, drive them around and stuff. Uh, and one of the things she noticed... Is that in former British colonies, there is a, a cultural thing of dad walking around in his underwear. Like, because, you know, dad walks around in his underwear sometimes. Huh. My dad does. Does your, your dad not do that? He doesn't, <laughs> no. Does he walk around in like a robe and pajamas, no. basically? <laughs> okay, so apparently... That is, yeah. Walking around in your underwear as a dad is apparently a very British kind of thing, because it's also a thing that happens in Britain, in British islands, and in Australia and New Zealand. Like it's just a thing. Like your dads, you're gonna see your dad walking around the house in his underwear and a robe at some point in your life. It's not weird. It's just what dad does. <laughs> and apparently, that's a very British thing. Anyway, so mm-hmm. now I feel weird.
1: <laughs> no, my dad would get pajamas like every Christmas, right. so he just. I mean, my dad I mean they were did like not shorts for and a pajamas,
0: shirt. but sometimes he just walked around in his underwear. We were also church people. Yeah. For okay. A good point yeah. For my my dad was. My parents are not church people.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, till I was like ten, and then we were decidedly oh. not church people. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Dad shows up in basically his underwear, like dads do. <laughs> uh. Uh-huh. Uh, Louisa talks him into getting into the bed on her other side. Uh, And Arabella makes him help her her with story. Are you
0: inviting grown men into your nanny's bed? That's (laughs) weird. Anyway, right? Dun dun dun! Innocent suggestion turns vaguely sexual.
1: (laughs) Oh, but he's having like very tender feelings towards her because she's so nice to his children. Oh, (laughs) she was like, "It's cold. Get in bed with us." I am quite certain Miss Warren does not need all of us in her how, bed. How, how I am certain she does. know
0: about... I mean, okay, I guess they're like four and five, or four or five, right? This is very modern. They're both five. Okay. Anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a good time telling the story. The kids fall asleep, and, uh... He's like, I'll take them back to their beds. And she's like, there's no need. That, boy, he you have considers already released that poor to.
0: girl's reputation. <laughs>
1: um, so they're quietly talking and it's sweet. And then that bitch Cora shows up in the doorway and says, there you are. You weren't in the children's room. And he quickly gets out of the bed. I like, don't care. Shur, shur, shur. And he's like, the kids are sleeping. No. He asks if he... If she was concerned about the children, because she said she went to the children's room, she, totally. And she's like shifty eyes. Yeah.
0: Doesn't he believe her dumbass. Is he that stupid?
1: Uh huh. Okay. He is. She asked him to escort her back to her room, and has was a hard literally time just no. in so the bed of the does. nanny. He um, wants
0: to make like a triple X porno with. He's like uh, the butler can walk you back. Yeah,
1: We're going to do some illicit cottage shit. <laughs> but they're talking, and that's when Cora reveals how odd she thinks his parenting is, and like how often she didn't see her parents. And, and I was like, well, damn, that's why going she back, thinks the detachment is normal in all us. aspects of life. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I, I can't imagine doing that to them. And then he realizes she has led them to his bedroom while they've been talking. And I have Not a note here. Goodness, he really um, is oblivious. Um, dude, how can you be so
0: distracted by this bitch you don't fucking like in your house that you didn't notice mm-hmm. that this wasn't the way to the room you put her in so you wouldn't have to look at her dumbass? ass? <laughs> yeah,
1: and then she tries to kiss him and he's like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> okay well, she so he's got a little he's bit like of range at least. Least. yeah um he apologizes because now she's embarrassed and she sees herself to her room and now Hold he on. wonders have you he's like okay so Saturday i missed all of
0: that okay and you know the bit
1: with chad where like
0: the professor yes. tries to kiss him and he's like no thank you oh my god
1: i have to send you that then <laughs> I do because not. it's uh, it's it's so good, it's so good. It- anyway, <laughs> yeah. So he's now he's wondering if I missed all of that <laughs> shit. No, thank
2: uh,
0: you. What if have I have is from
1: Miss Ward, and we'll proceed back to my nanny's bedroom, and we will get
0: it on like the Middle Ages and a family in a one-room hut. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> 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 okay. Cool. So, he goes back but doesn't bang his nanny. He just, like, shut the door in her face, just, like, squeeze through, no. like, a comedy. Like, yeah, uh huh, good night.
1: I... <laughs> no, she just left. Oh, well, hopefully that she, dumb bitch is she gone. She just by went the back to her room. Okay, good. No, she's leaving the next morning, like, early. And he's, like, seeing her off. I don't know why. He shouldn't, but he's still, like, I don't know. But then she's so mean without him knowing that she's doing so. She says, thank you again for such a lovely visit. I believe Caroline still lives in this <sighs> house. I must admit I feared that her memory was becoming distant to you. She's a bitch. Uh-huh. Um, and then it just, she just keeps going. Like asking him not to forget her. So now he's all emotionally fucked <laughs> up. Um, I think he like might be a sociopath. Went from
0: like, oh, she had a fucked up childhood. She doesn't know what emotion is. Nah, she's a sociopath. She could just be super narcissistic. But uh-huh. I, I have known, I have known, uh, girls who are like this who will say something shitty just to fuck over someone else. Like it's a, it's a form of bullying. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have to deal
1: with this, did you? Oh my you? god!
0: Yeah, it's a form of bullying. Um, it, no, it's alienating everyone away mm. from the target. Yeah, it's a it's a mark of an That's emotional awful. abuser. Anyway,
1: <laughs> it's uh. fine. <laughs> oh, so Jonathan spends like a sure. week moping and hiding in his office. <laughs> Um, but Louisa picks up on it because she's smart and wants to spend time with him. So she has to go hiking to the rocks, but he's still hiding. So he's sad and mad and PMSing and <laughs> Louisa won't drop it. And he finally raises his voice a little bit to her. And then when Arabella, like, defends him on a little your bit, side he raises his voice to her, too. Rude. Yeah. And then Louisa yells that... He never he plays with them plays anymore. with them all the fucking time. Like, let your dad room. be sad, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then Philip doesn't right. really know what to do without her. So he goes to his room to play. Um, mm-hmm. And Arabella, like, cleans up the playroom and whatever. And a couple hours later, Philip comes in and he's like, Where's Louisa? And she's like, Is she not in her bedroom? And he's like, no, I looked in her bed, but it was just pillows. Like she arranged She's pillows five. to look like her body and put blankets. She's over not them. that smart. Five
0: year olds are not that fucking. I know. I mean, they're smart. They're smart like velociraptors are smart. Like they wake <laughs> up and choose destruction. Mm-hmm. I don't. I th- they would not do a good job at making it seem like it was a body in their bed. I just okay okay.
1: No. Yeah, um, yeah. My nephew no, is about to no. turn five, and he like, wouldn't five even think of that. Who like are
0: upset? Mm-hmm. They don't run away; they hide and make you panic. Like, besides, where the fuck would she go? They're in the middle of the goddamn <laughs> country. Like, to, to play in the woods, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she wanted to do yeah. that. Well,
1: it turns out,
0: like, she men. went hiking. That's she, uh, she
1: would she get did. bored. She's five, she'd get fucking bored. <laughs> well, it turns out she got stuck on that boulder. And well she sort of waited around for out. someone to come find her. <laughs> uh-huh. So now she's just cold. <laughs> to be clear, we do think that five-year-olds should um, just be cold. But
0: I wanna I wanna make that a point of the podcast. <laughs> we uh we think children are dumb, but we do not think they <laughs> should be cold and or hungry or and, and or left outside alone.
1: But also, they're not that clever. Right. No, no, the author seems to think five-year-olds and eight-year-olds are the same thing. So they go out there looking for her, and, and it's fucking dark. So, so they're they just end wandering up wandering around to like the countryside together together with torches and...
0: looking for a little child. Okay, that still is hilarious lanterns. to me.
1: Well, they hike out to where they think she is. To well, to the big rocks because they know where she probably went. But getting I like guess. up to where she is is difficult in the dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you tell him, <them>, kitty cat. <laughs> Oh, um Once they out. get her down, there's like a the big story group I yelled at and... you when I was sad.
0: You know that's how it went. <laughs> you know
1: that's how it yeah. went. <laughs> yeah. Um, at home they get the kids warm and then in bed and um, they leave the room and then when Arabella turns to say something to Jonathan he just kisses her. And like backs her up against oh the my wall. Oh almost she died. Totally you know, returns you know, his you know, enthusiasm. And yeah, and she well, helps that's get them nice. to his bedroom. And then fuck. I'm glad they got around to that. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's sooner like than it happened in than my that book. More the book.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so (laughs) kid almost dies, but they find her in the dark, and then they fuck.
1: What next? Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of feeling guilty or regretting what they've done, Jonathan feels incredibly peaceful, and in complete boneheaded Uh, fashion, proposes to her right there in the afterglow. Does she say yes? Okay, good. No. My note says, Ugh, boys. She is immediately offended, thinking no, he, that he just thinks she tried to get him into bed to trap him into marriage. Yeah. Um, and after her discussion, so she what, says she could just never marry someone who could hang not Hang around love her. and keep fucking um, him
0: and watching his kids like a live in
1: girlfriend. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, and then she looks down at herself and this it's is like. Very unless modern there's a baby. Mindset because. Victorian
0: era, she'd agree. She'd mm-hmm. have agreed immediately. She,
1: kitty cat agrees. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's an old lady. She should just say yes.
0: <laughs> modern era writer who what didn't topic have five yet? kids who died from the measles.
1: So she's wondering if he could love her and he's got all these thoughts in it like instead a thought of a tornado. Mind, Alice, it's a thought tornado. <laughs> yeah. He honestly doesn't know. Before she came into their lives, he couldn't <laughs> imagine can't. even sleeping with someone again. Um he's still reeling from the emotional manipulation. He's surprised Who to find that he hopes there's a baby again. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, how could anyone be
1: reeling from that awful Cora. person? <laughs> yeah. Um, he knows that if he's ever able to love again, it would Why be Why'd you say it out but loud? It might have been worth saying novel. out loud. She to
0: fill a full book.
1: He takes so long to answer that she's so like, weird. Thank you for this your honesty and leaves. This is weird. <laughs> Um, the next morning, instead of waking up when she hears the kids I mean, at 7.30, she's, she's, she's amazed to find herself waking up gluten. at 9. <laughs> she gets ready in a hurry and is about to pinch her cheeks for color when she sees that they already have color. She goes downstairs and the kids are like, yay, Papa said not to wake you. And he's over there He's over there a little bit smug because she slept so That's not she creepy. She looks over at him and he's like staring at her. Yeah. um, She decides they need a day off from school because of their adventure in the dark the night before, uh, where the kid almost died. (laughs) Yeah. um, And the kids decide they want Jonathan to read to them in front of the library fire, and Mrs. Winters brings them treats. And a couple hours later, Mr. Winters asks if... um, they can take the kids to the kitchen and try to coax the cat out from her bed behind the stove. So now the adults are alone again. And so he wants to make sure she's okay and wanted everything that happened. <laughs> she's like, uh, duh, were you there? Uh, it's so modern. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. Yeah. He's like, I'm concerned about where we go from here. I realize there's a bit of a waiting game happening. And then he tells her he does comes- she can? does get pregnant with his baby. Or is. Um, But then tells her he wants to make sure she feels safe in her job, and that if she ever did decide to leave them, he would find her another placement. Um, And then I have a quote, but mostly I hope you see last night as I do. It was a thing of beauty and tenderness after a most difficult ordeal. And then they almost kiss each other, but the kids run in, because that's what kids do. I
0: suppose.
1: Why? Yeah. And then we head back to London in the next chapter. Oh, so we're flashing over to Cora. Oh, it, because okay. that's where Cora is. Yeah. Um, she goes to see her lawyer. And I'm only telling you, <laughs> because he said, my lady, said the odd short man, as he bowed upon her entrance, it is an honor to do your business and a pleasure to see you again. You are looking quite well, and I am certain you I will mean, brighten up he London balls job, by your presence. Really, presence.
0: He has to keep his job.
1: Yeah. But I read, I'm certain you will brighten up London balls by your presence, and my 12-year-old brain kicked on, and I laughed for, like, (laughs) a while.
0: She's she's using a a highlighter (laughs) on men's testicles.
1: Um, But she's had him investigating Arabella, and he hasn't heard back from a couple of agencies, (laughs) but all the ones he's talked to have never heard of her. He's like maybe she used a different name and it says oh it says she did not think she had an unlimited oh, amount yeah, of time to discredit Arabella Warren men were weak So now Arabella has been like hoping Jonathan Girl, will just, visit her dude, at night it, Does and, like, she know her if she just says yes point.
0: that like they can
1: fuck all the time I I know right and Jonathan has been lingering at breakfast with them instead of going to a study like he normally mm-hmm. would. They're just trying to spend more time with each other all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Every time the, she and the kids go on a walk, he goes with them. And she doesn't know if it's because of the scare with Louisa or if it's You're, so he can brush their hands together obviously while they're it's walking for you, you when don't the kids are looking. Okay. Yeah. Um... He hasn't been this happy in years and needs to tell oh, her. Oh, he's dead weight. But he feels like first he needs to go and tell Caroline. Yeah. He basically decides to uh-huh. move on. And it turns out she made him promise to do so. But going and, like, talking there was wonderful therapy. And now okay. now he feels better. And he, he just basically let go. Um, He gets back to the house and asks to see Arabella in his study. And then he asks the winters to entertain the kids for half an hour. And then he realizes he didn't find Mm -hmm. this very well and has nothing to give to Arabella. Um, He briefly considers giving her one of the kids' rocks that they collect. (laughs) It says, in the end, he decided he would not follow through on that idea. For while it had been a long time since he had courted a lady, he was fairly certain rocks should not suddenly become acceptable tokens of love. That's true. Jonathan looked in the mirror only to find he was thoroughly disheveled from the wind. He should not have asked to see Miss Warren until after shaving, changing his clothes, and finding a better gift than a rock. She comes in, and he tells her that he went to Caroline's grave, and in walks that bitch. I thought Cora. she went
0: back to London. Like, why are you
1: interrupting everybody?
0: So she came back. She did. Bitch, find a different husband. You ain't getting.
1: You ain't getting mm-hmm. younger. Arabella excuses herself to go look at, after the children. Um, Cora tells Jonathan that Arabella worked for her family in London well, and was fired like because she repeatedly struck a child. He says that if that's true she must have had a good reason, but now he's like, there's like a seed of doubt planted. Um, Cora says if he needs, she can stay the night. She even packed a presumptuous trunk, but he turns her down, thanking her for no, offering to not look not after really. the children, which is not at all what she had offered. No, She leaves and he asks Arabella to come back in and she says that that's true and she had an excellent reason but um, the child is she like swore 17 that she wouldn't tell anyone what app. happened. Mm, this Not is her. Flicky. We do find out later what happened. But someone else's reputation could suffer if she tells him and then it gets to anyone else. Um, but now he's like having trouble he sort of understands that, but like right. he wants to know what happens because, I mean, there's kids, and I mean, she it's also Victorian kids now, like, and she's like, most, I mean, fair. Most
0: people would not have blinked if the nanny hit someone, especially if there was someone's reputation. I know, involved. right? Like, no, that's cool. Keep it secret. That's that's all shit that people would have respected at that point in time. Like, I'm not saying it's right, but you know, it, it, yeah. it is Victorian England.
1: And then uh, she tells she hit him some kid that, and they're all um, out. where am I at? Yeah. Oh, and so then she Why tells him you "No, know? that's that not she got what her did. period and they did not dude, a baby. that would
0: have not have been talked about during the Victorian era. She would have said, like, you'll be happy to know I'm not with child. Like, it would have been something super fucking simple, okay? Right?
1: Um, baby but he's, green. like, more disappointed than he thought he would be. <laughs> um, she says she plans to leave in the morning and asks to borrow a horse. And he's like, "You can take the whole carriage." Um, she goes back to her friend's house. She's telling them a bit of what happened, and then they make Toby go in the kitchen. Oh, this st- was the, the younger urchin, brother of that the street urchin girl. they picked up. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. He's like, "Are you sure you don't need a man's opinion?"
0: I mean, <laughs> Which is twelve super cute. years old in the Victorian era. There was a good chance he was working in a coal mine and smoking a pack of Marlboros a day. Just saying.
1: <laughs> and they're and like, "Left for they'll his be the first to know." The factory. <laughs> okay. And so she tells them what happened and about um, looking for Louisa, as well as the gist of what followed. And she's like. I know I've shocked you. And Grace says, Heavens no, but I, mean, I do have some follow-up yeah, being questions. <laughs> truth,
0: the Victorians were also supremely fucking horny. Like, they, they
1: invented the porno. <laughs> oh, she tells them that he proposed, but she did not accept for a few reasons. She didn't want him to take a wife out of obligation and she didn't want to be in a marriage with a it's man the Victorian era. Get and the like, I it. know right.
0: You don't want to be a spinster like that bitch Cora. Anyway, she says she don't want to marry him because she has like ideals and shit.
1: Yeah, because she doesn't want to be with someone who can't love her and Emma's like, I believe that's open for debate, but it's just as well you're not with her. She child. fucking lied. And Does she know like, she won't
0: be able to about hide that. The governess stays on till those kids are like 15 or 16. Depending on the family, that governess would stay on until the girl was married. And then she'd go move in with the girl when she had her kids. Like, that's how it do.
1: Um, so she worries that if she is pregnant and has to go back to him, he won't trust her more That's because she lied advice. about it. And they're like, "Don't worry about it until you have to." Those
0: those but also friends are not good one of them. Friends. Was like, I think he'll I don't be okay. Think this author knows what friends are or how friends act or how they should act. Uh, author, author, if you need help, like blink twice, send us a DM saying that, like, no, I don't actually have friends. And we'll, I mean, we'll definitely harp on you, but we'll be your friends. Like, we will make fun of you in a kind <laughs> way. Like, friends. Instead of telling you, like, just awful fucking advice. Lie about being pregnant. What the fuck? I'm more upset about I that. Like, that's what I'm most upset about
1: in this entire fucking book. Like, it's that. But they're, like, totally accepting of her and her situation, whatever, whatever. And then for something completely different, we head back over to Christopher, the landlord. I know! We've seen him once this whole book, and then we head over to him again, and we're like, why? Give the bitch some aspirin.
0: Oh, she's got a fucking fever. Get her some real medicine.
1: She needs a doctor, not your fucking hoodoo. (laughs) He's got, like, a lifelong friend over. Their fathers were fra- our friends and they were roommates all through Morgan School about. and then Oxford and as, whatever. I'm
0: just imagining Christopher as like Mr. Yeah. Tumness now. <laughs> Living in a bush, giving people willow bark <laughs> tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we learned that his friend is a writer for like a magazine true? or a newspaper or something. And is it c.s lewis he's been writing about political huh no he's been writing political things and he he pulls like a whole pack of letters out from his coat and he's like oh he's like what apparently a woman of all things has been writing to him arguing his politics insists women should be given the vote and it's like just vexing him in general oh correcting his spelling Well, maybe he should learn to fucking spell. Yeah.
0: Well, apparently it was
1: one time. So he
0: made a typo once and now she just harasses him.
1: Yeah. I guess. But he's like, why can't you leave me alone? It's not as if I read about
0: bonnets. Okay. Sexist to be funny. And in the next book, he's gonna learn how to be nice. And even though that was for the times. Cool.
1: Yeah. Christopher, like many women discuss politics and he's like, okay, cool story, bro. Yeah, and he's like, I would rather spend an evening with a lady debating politics than discussing the weather. Hey, sometimes the weather is fun to talk about.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't discuss bonnets. Hats make my head look weird. I'd rather (laughs) discuss politics and the weather. Hell.
1: Right, talking about bonnets. But he says a thing about, like, the politics or the weather. And he's like, and I find conversation with a lady to be wholly unnecessary. Ew. Yeah. And Christopher is like, that's one. (laughs) He's like, be careful. You'll not seduce any of my servants or neighbors. My hospitality only extends so far.
0: Gross. I mean, yeah, good on you for, like, protecting your servants from this weird creep. But, like,
1: ill. Yeah. All right. He says he has no desire to to seduce this person. I can only imagine
0: what she looks like. So naturally he's going to fall in love with her in one of the other books in this series.
1: Yeah apparently she tells him that his stories about society events are stupid and if he wants people to care about what he writes he should start taking life more seriously who would want to do that and christopher is like so ignore her letters i feel like this is about to be some
0: kind of dorian gray kind of thing Mm -hmm. like this author seems to be taking a bunch of like classic novels and turning them into rom-coms
1: oh yeah oh she basically said he's been coasting lately And so he asks Christopher if that's true. And he's like, I don't know if that's the word I would use. Um, But it turns out he's in town because this is the county this person lives in. So he's gonna, what?
0: This fucking author is pissed off at this girl, so he's stalking her down to yell at her?
1: That doesn't sound creepy and weird. No, uh, I was hoping you could help me find this harpy so that I might tell her in no uncertain terms that a lazy man does not write a novel. Because he's writing a novel.
0: I mean, as someone who's tried to read a novel, I'm pretty fucking lazy about it.
1: <laughs> but he tells her his, tells him her name, and it's um one of the girls at the house.
0: I swear to God, Mister Tomness, you better not fucking sell her out. Yeah. We don't find out if he did because she ha- because the author has to keep selling books. Fucking Mister, he's Mister Tumnus though. We know he sold her out because that's what Mister Tumnus does. Mm-hmm. Also, yes, that's his name now. He is Mister Tumnus. Yeah, but in a top hat on a horse. <laughs> that's funnier. That's funnier. Maybe a waistcoat. He learned how to put on a shirt instead of
1: just a scarf. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so three weeks after Arabella left Jonathan and the twins, he takes them to see Caroline's parents in London because he's still friendly with them. I
0: mean, yeah, that's the grandparents of your children. Yeah. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, they're so close. And, uh, and so he can investigate. He found out the name of the family she had been working for. Um, so he's there to find out what happened. I
0: mean, that makes sense. If you're a parent and you find out your nanny that you just fucked his kitten kids, like, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So he asks his in-laws if he, um, if they know of the family and they like go pale and ask if she had the misfortune of working for them. Um, and apparently they're just awful. Okay. The lawyer or the, the father is a lawyer who's always trying to hang people. That, that doesn't sound good. No, the adult son is worse. Um, and then the boy is a terror named Milton who was just sent home from Oxford for not good reasons, uh, and is earning himself a reputation as a drunkard, a wastrel, and worse.
0: How old was this nanny when she went to go work for them? Like, I don't know. That's, is, is this chick already a spinster? She's 25. How could, how could she, wait, so she was a nanny for a college-age kid at, like, what, 15? No, he was younger, also. Right, but that means that... At least four years. So at, at the very least, she would have been 21 when he was a freshman in high school, which would have made him 14. Yeah. Why would you get a, a nanny slash governess for
1: your 14-year-old son? Well, it turns out she wasn't his governess. Okay. Um, so Jonathan takes two days to piece together the, the story and then confronts Milton Edwards in an opium den at 2.30 in the morning. Well, that doesn't sound fun at all. No, and I'm like, nothing good ever happens after midnight, dude. Seven, eight. <laughs> um, That's funny. So Jonathan offers to buy him a drink and then assures him that he just hates drinking alone because he thought it was for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all like hazy and loose, which is spectacular for his purposes um, to get him to talk. Right. Um, his father pays for him to have room somewhere because his mother won't let him in the house. What the fuck? Dude, just throw the whole man away. I know. Um, but it turns out he used to try to fuck his sister. Whoa! Yeah. Younger, when she was 14. Wait, would that, that would make him 14,
0: too. Or unless it was only a couple years ago. Either way, ew! Yeah, beat his fucking- Why, why didn't his parents send him to a reformatory school?
1: One night he actually drugged her. I-
0: um, How? No! Why are they paying for him to go to college? Just eat his ass to the- Actually, no. Don't eat his ass to the states. Send him to fucking reform school and break him.
1: I have no That's idea. That's awful. Yeah. Um. But the new governess barged in and beat him senseless. Good. Uh, stronger than she looked. Took three footmen to pull her off. Good? Because she's doing what your
0: dumbasses wouldn't? Yeah. That's awful. That's gross. I don't like that.
1: Yeah, no. I don't like that at all. His ass. Apparently, his father was incredibly angri- angry with Arabella. What? Because she beat him senseless and left a scar on his face.
0: He was fucking your- No! He was fucking his sister! I know. That's when you go get the nanny a fucking switch. And you call up some fucking monk- at... What do you- I know that you call a nun place a nunnery, but what do you call a monk place?
1: Shit. Yeah, you send him to the shit. no i know this and it won't it's like just out of reach oh is it is is it an abbey no that's where the nuns live i only know where nuns live
0: (laughs) that's because of the sound of music yeah like get me to a nunnery uh
1: abbey um yeah um the sister sided with the governess who threatened to have milton arrested no matter how much money they offered her Mm -hmm. uh she finally agreed to be quiet if they sent The sister to live with Quaker cousins in Philadelphia.
0: They shipped off the fucking sister instead of beating their fucking rapey child molester son. Yeah. What the fuck? That's dumb.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so they sent her to Philly. And he's like, serves a right living with Quakers. Now no one will touch her. And whatever awful thing he was about to say was cut off as he landed violently on the floor. Good. Because Jonathan hit him and broke his jaw. Good. Good. Um, he says he'd call, Jonathan says he'd call him out right there if it wouldn't call attention to his sister's plight, but he's going to tell a friend at the Metropolitan Police so that if he ever tries something like that again, he'll be arrested.
0: Except it's the Victorian era, so nothing will actually happen.
1: Well, he laughs and says that his father will get him out of it. And he says that, uh, Jonathan says his lawyer will make it clear that he'll ruin him if he tries to intercede. But if that doesn't work, Jonathan will pay to have him killed, which... Got his attention a little bit. I I guess. Especially because he doesn't know who he is. Right? You don't fucking know this dude. You just know that, like... There's no way to come after him.
0: Right? There's no setup that this dude is, like, deep related, blah, deeply religious either. So, like... No. I, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, okay. I guess.
1: Yeah. Then he punches him again, so you remember. <laughs> Goes out to the alley to throw up and then heads home. Sure. hmm
0: That was... Why? Why did... Why? Why did we need that scene at all? I don't know. <sighs> okay. I mean, cool, he beat the shit out of a child molester, but also, why did we need that scene?
1: I don't know. I guess. <laughs> um, the next morning after breakfast, his mother-in-law talks to him about his Miss Warren. hmm <laughs> The kids talk about her so much. Um, and from what she hears, she thinks she would come back to work for him. Um... Oh, she could not blame you for wanting to protect your children, and neither of you could have known that that awful Lady Cora would do whatever she could to have you to herself. Right. Okay. He says he has no desire to marry again, and she says that that saddens her, um, because Caroline wouldn't have wanted him to be alone. And she says if someone comes along who makes him happy and the kids love, then he should go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, especially since it appears your Miss Warren loves the children. Either that or she is exceedingly fond of carrying rocks in all her pockets.
0: So there's some cute little one-liners in this.
1: Yeah. Okay. But she's just very sweet and maternal and, um, so, so Arabella has been brooding for like a month. Um, she understands why Jonathan didn't trust her. She would want the whole story too, but she said that she wouldn't tell anyone. So instead of sitting downstairs with her friends, she's sitting on her bed, darning her socks by herself.
0: That's not, you know, depression or anything. Yeah.
1: Um, A carriage comes up the drive and she tries not to get her hopes up like every other time a carriage has arrived in the last month. How often do carriages arrive? I don't know. I wouldn't think that often. They don't know that many people except each other. And, And don't they live out in the country? like no they live more in town but they don't have a carriage well no carriages are for wealthy people yes they are they are pretty obviously considered the help in this universe Mm -hmm. but she looks outside and it's jonathan's carriage um jonathan pulls up and while Arabella is busy greeting the children emma takes him out to the garden to have a chat with a shovel and a shotgun (laughs) right almost yeah yeah pretty much nice uh she asks why he's there and he says he has a matter to discuss with Miss Warren. And Emma says if it's a matter of employment, she already has offers. Emma says that Arabella is like a sister to her, and it's been hard to see her so sad these past few weeks. And he's like, she's been sad? Don't sound so pleased about it. There are any number of garden implements I could hit you with. And he's like, I'm not pleased to hear that she's sad. I'm, um, I regret being the cause of it. But he's also been sad, and the children have been sad. If given the choice, I believe they would rather live with her than me. So everyone's just, like, super sad all the time right now. Yeah. Uh, I have come here to ask her to return to my estate, not as the children's governess, but as my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so he asks Arabella to come outside with him, and then her friends ask Louisa about her trip to London so that the, <laughs> the adults can be alone. Because she's like, where are we going? hmm He tells her why they went to London. And she's like, did you tell anyone? And he's like, no. I was most discreet in my inquiries up until the point I punched Milton Edwards twice. You punched him? Like, gleefully. I mean, it sounds like this dude needs to be punched often. Yeah, twice. I also threatened to kill him, then told a friend at the police about his past in case he dares to try something like that again. Yeah, but he's... Okay,
0: okay. I was gonna say, like, yeah, but he's wealthy in London. Like, they wouldn't give a shit if he picked, uh like literally anyone else Mm -hmm. anyway
1: um and she says she's never admired or loved someone more than she does at that moment Mm -hmm. and he's like you love me she's like of course i do (laughs) the only doubt was whether you could love me and then she rushes on to say that she'd lied to him about something and he's like it's not important i'm sorry i didn't trust you and she's like "Eh, this lie is pretty important (laughs) (laughs) i'm pregnant So she tells him, and then he kisses her, because he's all happy. Of course. Yeah. Um, And she says she would have come back soon anyway. She doesn't know for sure, but it grows more likely by the day. She said she's still worried about loving a man that can't love her back, and he comes back with, like, the biggest, sweetest love confession. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. It was really sweet. (laughs) I wrote a whole thing. Um, She's the reason his heart beats. She's not just giving him life again, but the chance of an even better one than he had before. Oh, he gets gooey. Yeah. Okay. She's literal sunshine. I'm just imagining sunburns now. (laughs) She asks if he's asking her to marry him, and he's like, no, I'm begging. Aw, how cute. Yeah. Um, They kiss again, and she's like, the kids are happy about it. And he's like, yeah, they will be. And she's like, no dear and makes him look and they're already outside (laughs) just like faces all pressed up smashed against the window You might as well have popcorn
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god now i'm just imagining that like five-year-old open mouth chewing (laughs) all snotty and gross against the glass just like that's only if you don't correct it (laughs) yeah but they're like they're five They don't remember, no, it takes a long time to train a kid not to open mouth chew.
1: Oh, it does. But after, I don't know.
0: Anyway, just just let me imagine these awful children open mouth chewing with their noses (laughs) all like smacked up like a pig and just like goo on the windows. Let me have this. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know you wanted it. I don't, but I, I want to laugh about something in this book.
1: Oh, oh, you'll think this is funny. Um. The next chapter starts with that bitch Cora in a carriage. He has packed presumptuous trunks again, this time for a three-day stay. Does she not have a house? She does. She's just very persistent. Bitch, get
0: out. Yeah. No, bitch, get out. Where's that goat-carrying butler?
1: (laughs) Right? God. Well, right now she's still in the carriage on her way there. Ugh, why? Okay. She brought two nighties from Paris, guaranteed to make the man propose, and she's instructed her maid to walk in on them in the middle of the night so that he'll have to. What do you mean nighties? It's the Victorian era. Nighties. No. 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 Well, she. it was a different word, but I don't know how to pronounce it or what it is, so I (laughs) have (laughs) to at least look it up. Negligé? No. Uh Huh. started with a P? I, I don't know.
0: Neither do I. We both went to
1: school for fashion design. How do we not know that? I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is, but I was too tired to even think of looking it up. Like, I didn't, it didn't occur to me. Like a police? Possibly. That's,
0: no! That's not, uh, no, no, that's not what that is. A police is literally like a fucking 18th, 1800s fucking Coat. <laughs> Let me look. P e l i s s e. No, no.
1: Palatot. How's it spelled? This is gonna bother me. P e i g n o i r s. Peignoirs. P e P-E- i g n o i r s. I took French, but only one semester. It's a robe. Oh my god. It's a fucking robe. <laughs>
0: Like, for real, it's a, it's a fucking lady's bathrobe. That's so dumb. That's ridiculous. I bought a sexy bathrobe from France. <laughs> My girl. What are you going to do, walk in with it over all your fucking layers of
1: Victorian panties and shit? Uh, so she rises up thinking about all the changes she's going to make. It almost gets to the door when it opens and Arabella steps out. And she's so surprised it shows on her face. Uh, Arabella greets her and doesn't curtsy. Uh, Cora looks forward to telling everyone in London not to hire her. Mm Why? um, Let's see. She asks why uh, Arabella has returned and says she can't imagine she's wanted here. And she says, actually, I'd be tempted to ask you those very questions (laughs) if I didn't have better manners. (laughs) But now
0: it's her house, so she doesn't have to have manners. So why the fuck you in my house, bitch? Yeah. Okay. So why the fuck she in my house?
1: Yeah, she's like, I will answer your questions, though. I'm not here to be the governess. She's like, well, I would hope not. And she says, I didn't finish. (laughs) Um, I'm here to assume two new roles, namely as wife and mother.
0: Yeah, see, I'd have been that petty bitch who just kept it going for a while until this bitch lost her temper and then had the butler escort this bitch off my property. (laughs) I am not a Victorian romance heroine. I'm just a Western bitch.
1: Yeah you're not supposed to agree with that I'm sorry I wasn't listening I was trying to read my notes (laughs) it's okay Uh, it's okay I am a western bitch I know this oh depending on what that is I probably am too she says that because she was a friend to Caroline she'd like to honor that and she can be a friend to them as well but only if she like behaves herself no get that bitch out of my house yeah (laughs) yeah It says Cora could not believe this was happening. She was being bested by a woman who only owned three gowns, none of which was even halfway presentable. Bitch, I've been broke. I will get new ones. Oh my God. And she says she can't imagine wanting to socialize socialize with the help and feel sorry that Caroline's dear children will be denied their rightful place in society because their stepmother is a social climbing nobody. Um. Now they truly are not but the children of a farmer. And she she says, that certainly answers my question as to whether you can behave with kindness toward our family. (laughs) I mean, I'd have
0: have just been a bitch and told her to get the fuck off my porch, but that's me me wanting my porch rocking chair slash porch swing and a shotgun and just like drinking, drinking a fucking, um, a mint julep.
1: (laughs) I don't think I'm as much of a Western bitch as you. (laughs) can't help it okay mm. i can't help it it's how i was
0: raised i'm too suburban that could be it i like, literally could be it um well where i grew up we actually had a serial killer when i was little so i learned to use a gun pretty early mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um it was it anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> arabella did not get a shotgun on this chick
1: no um She says, ask your question of whether or not I am wanted. I suppose you could ask my betrothed and our two children. And it turns out they've just been standing there listening behind the door. I mean, it is. Why did they make her go answer the door by herself? She probably thought it would be funny. Yeah, they probably didn't make her do it. She probably said, "No, no." no, no, I got this. And I think Jonathan wanted to hear all of that for himself. Just how awful she could be. He wanted to watch and see. Yeah, he, he wanted to watch the
0: whole situation in He had popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had the shotgun on standby. <laughs>
1: um, Jonathan exited the house, holding hands with his children, who looked like they had to be held back from charging forward. Cora actually took a step backwards, but she's told that she's no longer welcome, um, and head back into the house. And it says, then Louisa, who was never going to be a genteel lady turned and glared at Cora before entering the house and slamming the door. She didn't throw a rock at her? Right? Like, that slamming the
0: door is not something that would ban you from being a genteel lady, but, like, okay, you do you. Also, genteel just means, like, Christian. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Or am I thinking Gentile? Either way, like, that's not... (laughs) Oh, I guess genteel and gentile are different. Yes. Well, even so, I don't think she'll grow up to be a good Christian girl anyway.
1: (laughs) Um, They got married at the village church with all their friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonathan gave Arabella a ring and the children each gave her a polished stone. This is an extra pretty rock. I need you to carry it for me. Forever. You can borrow it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's an epilogue of two years later hmm So Arabella and Jonathan, the twins, one-year-old Miranda, and Caroline's parents are all visiting Caroline's grave. Um, the twins put rocks on it and then have rocks for their grandparents, too. Uh, their, grandparent, their grandpa asks if he can take it back to London with him. And Arabella says, surely you're not leaving already. And he says, we've already been here a month. Let us go, you crazy nanny. <laughs> um, they invite each other to each other's houses back anytime, and walk back to the house um just general happiness all's well that ends well happy endings
0: yeah okay so you sound like you actually got a good book which i have had good books in the history of this podcast before it's not unheard of um what are you going to read it how many how many i don't know rocks How many
1: rocks out of five would you give it? Like three and a half? Okay. What's the... What are my... I need examples. That's fine. What's the scale?
0: So <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, the scale is totally fucking obscure. <laughs> like there's, there is no official scale. There's no official rating system. Um, It kind of just started, you know when we were drinking <laughs> and, like this whole fucking podcast kind of started when
1: we were drinking <laughs> it's it's whatever you want um three shiny rocks <laughs> three shiny rocks mm-hmm. okay that's that's
0: reasonable that's reasonable <laughs> um uh would you read the other books in this series if given the choice given the chance i would read the backs
1: of them and see what they were about <laughs> 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 okay so that's a no i would read the one of christopher and emma but not the one of the other guy and grace well that's
0: because we really just like mr tumness
1: yeah <laughs> that's
0: different <laughs> that's different <laughs> mr Mis- we like james mcavoy that's all it actually is <laughs> that's all it is that's true <laughs> we we don't actually like christopher we like james mcavoy god tell me we're tell tell us we're wrong I fucking dare you I mean who doesn't I don't uh, mm, I don't know people who hate Scottish people
1: that's a weird hate to have it
0: is but I'm sure it exists I mean people hated the Irish in the Victorian era for like no fucking reason
1: yeah that's weird too yeah um
0: I'm going to get something to drink really quick and then I will tell you all about my book okay fucking yay it's so great. I love it. <laughs> um. So now that we've had a great moment of laughter and joy over silly kitty cats, um, it's time for my book, which is also a time travel romance with our, our, well, not time travel. It's a historical romance Um, with our theme of literally any time period, but this one. <laughs> the book is called The Sinclair Hound by Caroline Lee. It is the fucking worst it's awful i'm angry i'm so angry i lost two days of my life to this fucking book because i you know i i may have started an internet fight with someone yesterday or not yesterday a couple no it was yesterday too but I'd finish my book by then. So what usually ends up happening is when I actually buckle down to read the book, I have started a fight with some stranger on the internet. Because you don't damage <laughs> friendships if you pick a fight with an inter- with a stranger. Um, True. But you still get, you know, you still get to have a fight with somebody. Um, anyway, I like buckle down. Some people journal. Right. Some people journal. Some people have too much to drink with and start a fight. It happens. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't somebody I knew and I didn't go to jail, so I don't see that I did anything wrong.
1: No, that's
0: perfect. Um anyway, this book is called The Sinclair Hound by Caroline Lee and oh my god, it's awful. Um so the first thing the first thing that I have to make very fucking clear that annoyed me the fucking most is that we're in like 13th century Scotland. And okay, The author keeps putting the women in gowns, but historically speaking, that isn't a fucking thing because at the time, gowns were a men's garment. Okay. And not only that, they were like a cloak worn by a clergyman or an academic. Like it was like a graduation gown kind of shit. Bitch isn't in a gown. It's 12th century fucking London. She's wearing a coat or a surcoat or a coat hardy. Or maybe, not a curdle, but maybe, like, Mm -hmm. there's, mm. anyway, stop trying to make Fetch a thing. It's not a thing. It's never, it's (laughs) not going to happen. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, we start off uh, with some fucking creepo watching this girl named Pearl. And he's just, like, watching her as she walks around doing stuff. And, like, following her around. It's so fucking creepy. Um, But we discover through his point of view that she's the youngest of the Sinclair daughters. I smell Ceres. And she's almost always helping out the clan. And this creepo spends all of his free time just, like, stalking her through the clan in the village. And just, like, watching her. And today he's being all creepy and stalkerish as she goes to visit some widow. Which, this bitch never pops up again, so I don't know why we learned her name, or her kid's name, or how her husband died. Like, I don't understand it. Um, Also, the guy needs a job. Oh, oh, he has a job. Don't worry. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, But, like, this creep is, like, he's so amazed, and she's so kind, because she's, like, nice to this single mom. And he's just, like yearning for her and he can't touch her and he wants she's so close but he's so far beneath her and the entire fucking prologue is just how amazing she is and she's not like a noble woman and he, he's just a fucking lowly warrior and also a stalker who will never have her yeah like it's just it's ugh. the first the, the fucking prologue I was done <laughs> I was done the whole prologue. I was actually hoping that we were watching through the point of view of a villain who was gonna try and kidnap her, yeah, and some brave guy would come and like rescue her or some shit yeah, nope, nope, um, but we find out that all of the Sinclair daughters are named for precious jewels um. And that's annoying right go figure (laughs) and then we dip in on their storyline and we find out that they're preparing for the eldest one citrine she's getting married (laughs) to some lordling and how she's the third like it's like her second marriage or some shit and the twins who are like between pearl and citrine they're engaged, and Pearl's the only one who doesn't have an engagement so far. And now her dad wants her to marry this, this fucking asshole with, like, two dead wives and a million bastard children all over Scotland. And she's just like, mm, I'm okay. Oh. Yeah, but, like, they're, like, sitting there on the hillside embroidering and watching the warriors train. And the whole time, Pearl is getting all gooey-eyed at... Th-
1: Bubba, Bubba,
0: <laughs> he's making these sad little mouths, and I just, Bubba, oh, it's so cute. Y- you say that till he reaches his paw in your mouth for food. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> but like, Pearl's getting all gooey-eyed at the hound as he trains shirtless in the yard, and blah, 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 and her sisters are all making fun of her and explaining sex, and okay, first of all, the oldest one is twenty four. Okay. The oldest sister is twenty four. The twins who are in the middle are 22 and Pearl is fucking 20. Those are spinsters. Uh, in well, I mean, the one's a widow, so she's not quite a spinster. Oh. And they're also like the daughters of high like high ranking lords. like but they would have been married off when they were like thirteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but also like I yeah, I kind of get it like. This twenty-year-old girl doesn't want to get fucking married. I wasn't ready for marriage at twenty. Like, no. none of us are ready for marriage at twenty. I, that's fucking crazy. No. Um, the brain isn't done developing until you're twenty-six. Not at all. So she decides to go be a nun. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to get married, and I guess the only way out of that is to go be a nun. We find out because we. Pop back to Crepo McGee's fucking point of view. His his name is Gregor, and I just immediately thought of like Jesk from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, it's Jesk. Um, it's Gregor. Um, but like, also is is Gregor like a 13th century Scottish name? Because I don't think it is. I don't believe it is. But neither is Pearl or Citrine. Or agate or sapphire. Like, really? You're gonna pick agate and citrine, but not emerald or ruby? Like, you're already fucking throwing naming conventions to the way. Citrine? That's a weird fucking name. But apparently, they're all fucking. They live
1: near trade routes where they would be in contact with jewels.
0: I don't know. They're named after some, like, legendary fucking Sinclair clan brooch. And the the stones in the brooch were all these stones, and so the girls are named after that. But then, on the other hand, all the girls are, like, blonde with eyes the color of the stones for which they were named. But here's the problem. Citrine is literally piss yellow. Yellow. It's literally piss yellow. Yeah. and agate is poo brown. It's streaky poo-, poo brown. Like, what? That's horrible. Why would you do that to your children? Really? Yeah. Really? Also, that sounds like a witch if she has yellow eyes. That's fucking creepy. hmm Anyway, um, Gregor is standing outside Papa Sinclair's office, and he's daydreaming about Pearl, and he fucking met her when she was little. Oh. And he knew there was something special about her. yeah which is fucking ew and he's all like yeah and he's like all mopey about it and like daydreaming oh i'm such a scumbag like yeah you are you are um but like pearl shows up and she goes to tell her dad the big news that um hey if you don't cancel the wedding i'm gonna go be a nun and Gregor doesn't hear all the details, but we already fucking know this. And also Papa Clint Sinclair is, like, a bet, and ships are off to a nunnery. <laughs> and Gregor is, like, sad she's becoming a nun, but also he's confused because she needs marriage so she can be safe and happy. And, like, okay, fine, 13th century, but, like, mm, dude. Anyway, Gregor yeah. is tasked with taking Pearl to the nunnery. Um... <laughs> so, it's. That's a terrible idea. I d- <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking that, wait. Who's that guy that boxer? Let's have him do it. Oh, God. It's. Oh, God. Just wait. Just wait. There's more. Wow. So they, like, ride out in the middle of a fucking storm. It's like pouring rain. Papa Sinclair doesn't come to say goodbye, but her weird fucking sisters do. And for, like,. Most of the ride Pearl is all like flustered and oh my mama, my, my, the hound is so near and he's so caring and oh my god, he has scars around his wrists and his necks. How did I not notice that? Like I don't fucking know, you're twenty and an idiot.
1: <laughs> you're extremely unobservant.
0: <laughs> for fucking real, dude. Also, what color are Pearl's eyes if they're the color for which they're named? <laughs> is she fucking blind i don't know what what she has white eyes. that's fucking those weird white
1: iris contacts yeah
0: that's fucking weird that's like some undead vampire shit yeah like what i think those are the red
1: contacts <laughs>
0: god like no like you you should be taking this bitch to a nunnery she is obviously a demon yeah um but anyway they're like writing and then they camp And she's so drawn to his marvelous midnight blue eyes. And his touch makes her warm. Why is he touching her? She's, like, helping her off his horse and shit. And I have to say that, like, this whole thing, by the time they camp, we've already been through a chapter Mm
2: -hmm. of them
0: writing. Just writing. Oh, God. It's like like fucking Lord of the Rings, but with, like, twice as much sexual (laughs) (laughs) tension. Twice as much? Like... (laughs) there's there's so much just like, uh, also there's a dude named mungo why like in blazing saddles like there is a mungo is mungo a scottish name i don't know neither is gregor or pearl in the 13th century i don't i don't know like i i don't know so anyway we're on chapter fucking five by now And they've just been writing and angsting and camping and bantering. But Gregor doesn't speak. He just like grunts and makes hand motions. Everyone else talks. He doesn't speak. Sure. Something happens. They get attacked by bandits. Of course they do. And while they're getting attacked, Gregor and Pearl have to fucking bail. And they leave the fighting to the other three. And Pearl's like crying because all their friends are gonna die and oh my god I'm such a coward and I caused all of this death and so Gregor is just like mm, fucking full on kisses her and he's like oh I should pull away this is wrong cause she's so pure but then she kisses him back and the only fucking reason these two stop making out is because she like smacks him where he got shot (laughs) uh yeah, so the stalker got his kiss from the uh, barely, barely adult fucking broad who's like terrified about an arrow wound, even though it's 13th century Scotland and it was a bunch of warlords and shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How does this bitch not know how to fire a bow, too? I don't know. Did I just watch too much Brave and so now I expect, like. You might have. Been. You know what? Why isn't she like Brave? <laughs> Be Merida! I would trade you female leads. Absolutely. I would trade you female leads in our books. 100 for fucking cent. Anyway, um, she just, like, bandages up, and there's a moment, and she's like, oh, well, I guess I don't really want to be a nun, so let's go home. Now that three of their fucking friends are dead.
1: Oh, my God.
0: No, let's go home. I'm done being a nun. Lol. <laughs> but the whole time, she's just, like, rambling and blah, 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 and then... He, like, oh, shit, what happens? I think I skipped something in my notes. But, like, there's this whole bit where she, like, gets him to speak. And, right, okay. Uh, the whole time she's rambling, he's, like, mentally talking about how he was sentenced for hanging for stealing sheep. And that's why he has the scars around his neck and wrists. But she doesn't know that because he's just, like, brooding about it, about why he's such a scumbag. Which, at no point does he mention that he's a scumbag because he had the hots for a teenager. Not once. Yeah. Just wait, it gets worse. Um. But, like, she finally fucking gets him to speak. It's chapter six. <laughs> and he, like, tells her his name and she asks him to say her name. So, like, chapter six, the only thing he's said is Gregor, Pearl. And that's it. And then they're just fucking silent again and they curl up by the fire and go to bed. Hmm. Yep. That's Like I said, it's fucking Lord of the Rings, but with twice the sexual tension. Um, (laughs) Anyway, there's some mushy crap the next morning as they're both, like, obsessing over the kiss and, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And, oh, I liked it. Oh, that was great, but, you know, she's, like, too pure for me. Like, yeah, she fucking is. And Mm -hmm. he fucking manages to croak out in his fucked-up voice that it's not her fault that the other guards died. And then they just fucking keep writing through the goddamn Scottish countryside moping and lusting and not doing anything except camping in the rain and sexual tension and we're like halfway through the book before something else fucking happens oh my god yeah it's just fucking it's it's just fucking rain and angst and writing and angst that's a whole lot of nothing yeah it's awful but then they like halfway through the book they s- decide to like stop at a lake to rest and she's like oh let me wash your shirt and he's like oh okay and he's like brooding about how his dad was a bandit and he only came home once in a while and at some point while he's brooding like up to his knees in a lake she fucking strips down and is just like washing naked in the lake while he's like not paying attention and here's a moment where he, like, turns and sees her and he's like, oh, she's, like, naked and bent over. And then he's horny and angsty. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's not a good book. Um, But, like, she, like, tells him, oh, turn around. And he, like, turns around and she goes and she puts on his shirt that she just washed so it's still fucking wet. And then it's, like, see-through, obviously, so they make out, and he's, like, so turned on on it and so horny that he pulls away and yanks his kilt off and jumps into the fucking lake to chill the fuck out. (laughs) And then there's more angst, and he, like, tries to apologize to her, and he's like, duh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, like, take advantage of you. And she's like, boy, I enjoyed the fuck out of that. Was I a bad kisser? (laughs) And, like, they just keep traveling again. To where? They're heading back to the Sinclair Lands. It didn't take that long to get there. Oh, it took half the book to get there. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they, like, stay the night at an inn, which they didn't stay the night out on the way from. Yeah. But then there's banter, and we find out that he's 26. So she's 20, and he's 26. And, like... Okay, there is a point. In, there's like an age where okay, six years isn't that big of a difference when you're dating someone, but when you're twenty and someone is twenty six, that is a huh. big fucking difference in brain chemistry. Like
1: that's that's some, ugh, fucking weird shit. Especially when they're younger than that. Yeah, when he liked her when she was younger. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I. Th- might have skipped that but they're like while they're at the inn in their room there's this whole moment where he makes fun of her for trying to swim across the lake when she was 10 and he was 16 and he was the one to jump in to save her okay he's been eyeballing her since she was 10 uh yep yeah Oh, gross. Like, I get that this was supposed to be some cute childhood memory, but this is fucking weird because he's been stopped. No. No. That's wrong. But then, like, the next day they're down in the stables and he goes down on her and she gives him a hand job and uh, he, like, stops her before he comes because he respects her too much. Okay. Yep. And anyway, he finally tells her about his scars and how he was caught sh- stealing sheep from the land of the guy that her father wants her to marry. Oh. And that Lord Asshole and Papa Sinclair just kind of strung him up. But after Lord Asshole rolled off, Papa Sinclair, like, saved his dumb ass. So now Gregor is, like, sworn to the Sinclair clan service. Oh. Yeah. Um, But that's why he has scars on his neck. That would do it. Right? Uh, But the next day, they like ride home, and everyone's been freaking out because they heard about the attack, and her dad comes down and hugs her tight, which, like, asshole didn't even say goodbye, so fuck off. Um, And we find out that most of their friends died in the attack, but not the plucky one. The plucky one is still alive, and he's the one who sent... Like a Cliff Notes version of all the shit that happened. And Papa Sinclair notices that Pearl is calling Gregor by his name. And Gregor is speaking in front of people. Out loud. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. But then like they go back to angsting and moping. And oh, that's can never happen. I'm gonna say goodbye to her forever. Cause she's gonna go marry Lord Asshole. And Pearl's like... I don't want to leave, but I can't be with him anymore. I don't know why, because I'm fucking 20 and I don't have any idea of permanence. (laughs) (laughs) And so anyway, go to Papa Sinclair's office so that Pearl can tell him a fucking end that she doesn't want to leave the lands. She doesn't want to get married. She just wants to stay home and take care of everybody. And Papa Sinclair fucking grills them both. And they, he's like, oh, well, this happened, blah, 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 blah. And they make a brave stand about being in love. And Gregor wraps his arm around Pearl. And Pearl holds his hand tight. And we find out motherfucking Papa Sinclair assigned Gregor to be Pearl's guard years ago. Because he didn't want Pearl to leave the Sinclair lands at all. Fucking ten years. A full-on decade. Papa Sinclair has trying to pick Gregor and Pearl to shack up. Weird. As in, Pearl was fucking 10, and he saw this 16-year-old and said, yep, that'll be a good husband for this small child who hasn't even had her period yet. Uh. And then there's a feast, and Gregor gets welcomed into the clan, and they move into a little cottage that Papa Sinclair gives them, and it's adorable and quaint as fuck, and then, at the very fucking last chapter of the book... At the end, they fuck. Oh my god. Yeah. And then there's an apilo- epilogue where she's all like prego and they're in the bath and that's it. That's the book. It's awful. <laughs> I would not read the sequels. No. Of which there will be three. There will be three sequels. Because the sisters are off on an adventure to find the missing jewels of the brooch.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. Are they going to marry men that liked them as children also? Uh, no, the eldest sister, Citrine, actually lucks out,
0: maybe, and uh, marries a dude with two kids of his own already. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he liked her when she was 10. <laughs> who, fucking, who fucking knows? <laughs> and then one of the middle sisters- That's only cute when the other person is also 10. <laughs> right? Or like 11. I'll give it 12. Yeah. I'll give it 12.
1: Yeah. 13 at the most. That's still a huge gap when you're 10 and 13. Yeah, because
0: at that point you're 13 and 16, and then 16 and 19. And it it, it gets a little weird. It gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. No, the one sister went to go live with her new husband, and another sister stayed in the keep long enough to marry her new husband, but then she, like, ran off somewhere, and her husband's like, I don't know, bitch gonna do what she gonna do, Lol. <laughs> Like, he doesn't, he's fine with her running amok. He's like, that's cool. It's what she do. What? (laughs) She's following her bliss, Right? She's fine. She has a dog with her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Like, part of me wants to read these other books just to see what the fuck is going on. But part of me is like, do I want to? Do I want to read Lord of the Rings a fucking again, but this time with a bitch alone with her dog fantasizing about her husband in a castle somewhere? (laughs) What? No. Like nothing happened. At no point did Pearl show that she was a badass or intelligent or fierce in any fucking way, shape, or form. Like she just wanted to settle down in a fucking cottage and have babies. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, feminism recognizes all goals of women. But like, yo, the fuck, bro? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I skipped over a lot of it because a lot of it was just describing the Scottish countryside and the rain. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. That's all there was.
1: That's awful. I I grew up in Oregon. I don't need to be described the Scottish countryside and the rain. Nope. Nope.
0: (sighs) There's also mention of her taking her skirt off. No right skirts weren't a separate garment until like the Elizabeth and even then they were so no 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 and petticoats weren't a thing at this time period like you had a shift or chemise however you want to say it you had your coat or coat hardy you might have had your kirtle but not really because it's you know 13th century Scotland (laughs) like no So I it it was an awful book. Mm. I kind of wrote my notes as a bit of a ranting rampage because (laughs) halfway through the book the only thing we've had described is Gregor's broad shoulders and beautiful eyes and Pearl's kindness and sweet golden locks and the trees. The fucking trees. Huh. It's awful. It's just awful. And there's a part right after their friends die that Pearl's going off about how Mungo made such amazing soup.
1: Oh my god. Right? You couldn't think of a better name than Mungo? That's not, that's also not like a character trait. No, we don't know anything about them
0: except that the plucky one was plucky and Mungo made great scoop soup. And there's a third one that I don't even remember his name or anything about him because he was that unimportant. He was, he was just there to die. Yeah. So that's my book. I will not rate it because it was trash. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You get you get no cans of soup. Zero out of five gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. No soup for you. No soup for you. No gemstones for you. It's I don't know. It was awful. It was awful. Um anyway, what do you want to do for our next our next theme? I don't know. Hmm. Mm, you want to? Well, we'll figure out what our next theme will be for the next episode. Yeah. Uh, in between now and recording, um, be safe, wash your hands, wear your fucking mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Tasha, I'm Danielle, and you're listening to and when they fucked. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening like uh, comment share with your friends but make sure to let them know it's not safe for work or children you know or church ladies. yeah I don't think church ladies would like our podcast